this is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. I'm RJ Bialock. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order to release. This week, we're killing the English one home invader mm-hmm. at a time as we watch spine 182 in the Criterion Collection, Sam Peckinpah's Straw Dogs from 1971. But first, mm-hmm. RJ. Yeah. It's been, it's pretty hot out there. I, I heard, really. I, I've, I've heard some people have been really uh, missing our weather talk, so I uh, thought I'd throw that out there. Today's well, actually not too bad, but otherwise, yeah, it's been really hot, RJ. Well, it was hot, and then uh, just going into the weekend now, it's been dropping like five degrees mm-hmm. each day, and then uh, I don't know, there's nothing planned this weekend, so I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard it's going to even rain. It might rain. Uh, good thing that uh, we don't have we don't do this podcast outside. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that would be really stupid. Yeah, that would be. Uh, but uh, you know, if anyone is outside this weekend, you might get rained on. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Yep. Oh well, fuck them. Yep. That'll, Whoever they are, that'll learn them. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it's been it's been hot, but I feel like the last couple of years it's been way hotter in. Uh, um. You know, August. What the you, hot what month. What call it? The hot month. You know about the hot month, Jarrett? Yeah. Uh, do you? <laughs> no. Which one's the hot month? In my pants. Good Lord. Good Lord, Jarrett. Is that what we've come to? Yes. Is that what we've come to? Hey, did you ever get a barbecue at your house? No. No? You're not a barbecue guy? No. No? We barbecue... Yeah, barbecue. We barbecued some chicken the other day. Fuck, it was good. But I think I have diarrhea now. Well, that's good. I roasted a chicken, and I don't have diarrhea. So. Hey, I saw. Have you ever have you ever heard of Supper Time with Maddie Madison or Matheson? Is this the thing you were ta- asking me about? Oh, yeah. Do, do you watch cook shows? Oh, don't say it like that. Uh, I was I was trying to give you that, a that's, genuine. That's, that's tip. the that's the voice I hear when I get these oh. uh, messages. <laughs> it's always oh. oh. Uh, Jared. <laughs> that voice? Yeah. Well, I was actually curious because I was like, I don't know. I don't know that much about you, Jared. I don't know. Maybe you do watch cooking shows. I, so I've I had like, phases where I have watched things on YouTube, but not for a while. Um, <laughs> just it's not in the cards. But yeah, you were talking about how this this show is like Trailer Park Boys, but about cooking. Ooh. Oh yeah, it's so good. It's this big fat guy uh, from Nova Scotia. Or PEI, one of one of those eastern places, named Maddie Matheson, and he like um, he's kind of Andrea actually nailed it spot on. His real life, he's like Chris Pratt in Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. like that's kind of how like even like the way he talks kind of and like the emphasis he puts on like certain parts of his speech, like he's he's Chris Pratt in Parks and Rec, but it's him doing a cooking show, and uh, you know he he just really goes for it, Jared. Mm-hmm. He's really entertaining to watch. Uh, I don't remember why I brought that up. I don't know. Well, because I was talking about chicken. And then, oh, yeah, okay, so you roast chicken. He was roasting a chicken on there, Jared, and he had a trick. He said, you shouldn't tie up the legs. You should open it up. You should let it breathe. He said, that way you'll get more airflow through the chicken. You'll get crispier skin overall. And he's like, it is a better way to roast a chicken. Is that what you do? Or do you tie up, do you tie up the legs? What do you do here? Uh... He said, "Don't put butter under the skin. Don't don't stuff it." He said, "Don't do any of that fancy usually, shit." Usually, the ones that we've gotten from the grocery store uh, mm-hmm. have had their legs tied. You should untie those legs because he made a good point. He was like, "When you when you tie up the leg, it's like an armpit. 
He's like, you got a little greasy little sack there. He's like, it's just going to get all greased up. It's like, open it up, let that fucker breathe, and he's like, it'll fry up nice. So, he's a huge fat guy. He knows what tastes good. Or does he? Yeah. Doesn't it just mean he'll eat anything? No, he's he's uh, he's pretty. I mean, he's got cooking show, Jared. He's pretty particular. Okay. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. He uses a lot of butter in his cooking. I know you're like some health guy. Oh, I don't hey, know if you've nothing, There's nothing wrong with cooking with butter. Okay, well, I'll send you uh, I'll send you the details on this chicken. Mm. But next time you do it, just try try that simple trick, Jared. Just sprawl that bird out, fucking like wide on your table, that's, and then maybe do some cooking. That's fascinating, RJ. There you go. Wow. The fans demanded it. Yep. You know mm-hmm. what? Let's what? find out what the fans actually had to say this week. That is what they said. Let's look at those emails. Oh, okay. First, Any females? Yes. Ooh. First okay. up, Rupa Granger. There you go. With an email entitled Fire in the Manhole. Ooh. Is that. Oh, I used to. Oh, oh, gross. Okay, keep going. Hi, creeps. In an answer to Jarrett's question last week asking how significant others feel about their partners gorging on films, I somewhat tolerate his, as in Oliver, uh, his movie watching. We seem to have found a good balance where we watch our own movies, but then also watch a couple of movies together each week. We take turns picking Mm -hmm. what to watch. I must admit, when Oliver first started listening to the podcast, he was trying to sneak Criterion movies into our weekly movies, but I banned him from after catching on. There were Mm -hmm. far too many duds there. Oh, yeah. Ouch. Oh, yeah. Hey, same happens with me and Andy, man. I try to show, or she watches her shit, I watch mine, and then we come together. But uh, she ain't into those criterions. She's like, these movies fucking blow. And, uh, you know, a lot of the time I agree with her. Also, adding on to what RJ said about ordering Indian hot food. Oliver always gets me to order his food at Indian restaurants so that Mm, when I ask for Indian hot, they actually give Indian hot. I'm Indian, by the way. We've found when Oliver asks for it, it's never quite as spicy as when I do. I think this is a real thing. I think restaurants yep. are very racist. Very racist. Very racist. I, I, I've seen it in action. A, a friend of mine uh, years ago in Saskatchewan, he, a Korean guy, went to a Korean restaurant, and he was mm-hmm. like, no, I, I want like this like beef tendon thing. And he was like, it was a soup. And he's like, no, I want yeah. it like, real hot. And he, like, he said some things, and they're like, yeah, yeah. Well, well, they brought it real <laughs> up. And he was just like sweating into his fucking soup bowl and he was so happy but i was like yeah. well, that's probably, sometimes you want that clear yeah. out but i'm sure but like when i ask they always like they're always like are you sure like all the time are you sure you can handle it away yeah like your your spiciest food is like nothing because at restaurants around here anyway people are big old pusses they don't want fucking mm-hmm. anything hot it's too salty too hot we, we talked about this last week. They don't want anything hot. They don't want anything new. Uh, I think our our modest little city, the fail rate of new restaurants is like 90% within the first like year or two. Did you know one of our Indian restaurants is closing down in uh, three weeks? Which one? Which one do you think? Taj? No, Badshaw, man. Oh, man. So what? Taj is going to be the last one standing? Well, Mango Tree. Oh, but, well, shit. yeah. Well, they're so new, people but, don't, but, but like, yeah. yeah, they're new. People don't know, but the two Indian restaurants in our in our little town had a beef for a while. Murder. Like, they were one of the Murder. one of the uh, one of the sons uh, killing died, and uh, <laughs> no, we don't yeah. want yeah. we don't want to do any well, slander like Matthew Broderick style. Uh, but uh, there there was a real death. Yes, I, and I, uh, I, I think there was some some definite definite killing going on. There was a real death involved with one of uh, one of the family members of one of these restaurants, but. Yeah. Uh, 
The the one that's not closing is total shit. That place sucks. Yep. But the one that is closing is really good. But they have slow as shit. They have bad oh. service and it breaks. It's not even bad service. It's just slow. It's just yeah. Is that the same They'll, difference? I don't know. Like some people might split hairs there, but I'm like, no, they're not like rude or anything like that. It's just like they they cook the food okay. and it takes a yeah, long yeah. time to get your food. And I don't know. They maybe don't haven't got things figured out, but I don't know. Maybe no, that, that, I, maybe that is bad that's service. A, that's a good hair to split. I mean, it isn't. It's not bad in the way that they're rude, like you said. But it is like you'll walk in, you'll sit down, and it might be 20 minutes before they come to you, and then they're like, hey, what you want? And you, you'll tell them, and then it'll be an hour from there. Yeah. And then you might see them once. They might fill up your water. So that's it's like bad service. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty like that's that's how it always was for us. So mm. we would always get it takeout. And then mm. even this even happened, Jared. I would order takeout and they'd be like, OK, it's ready in an hour. I would wait an hour and 10. Then I would go and then I would still end up waiting at the restaurant for yeah. another hour. And I was like, man. That's pretty, that's pretty, maybe maybe that's why they went out of business. Well, I think so. But their well, food was closing, good. But the food their was food good. food was real good. Yeah. They're closing in uh, two and a half weeks. So if you want, Jared, Fuck. we, we might, might going to have to go. Oh, I, well, I already, I'm not counting on that happening. So, so well, you could go by yourself. Though. No, that's oh. not, that's not how I roll. And it will <sighs> Indian kitchen. They were awesome. And they're closed. They're closed. Fuck. That was the best. That was the best of all of them. And they're about they, mango they, treat. Do you ever go there? I, it's went okay. there? I went there once and it was nothing special, but I had yeah. like a talapa fish piece of shit thing. That that's was a like, bad choice. It was, it, it, that? It, yeah, that was on me maybe. But I That's don't know. Definitely Everything there kind of checked the box of like mediocrity. So, whatever. I guess I'm only down to like two options, and one's right across the street from where I work a lot. So, hey. And shit, I wonder if that uh, that means there are like one satellite location at the university is closed now too. Then probably. You no, know, actually, you know what though? They could just be doing that one oh, because no Aroba, that was Wayne who owned Regent. Yeah, and that, he, well, they that, closed, that place was this is, busy. We're talking Chinese it. food now, people. This is insider, inside business well, I, action. I've, I've heard all about it. I've heard all about this. Yeah, but so like he closed Regent and he they only run the the satellite Chinese food at yeah. the university. So well, I mean, because that, it's place, that, that, that place is busy all day long. And oh, fuck uh, yeah. whatever is ba- Red Fort or Badshaw, that place, it's like real sad. But it's very good. They have really good samosas. Yeah, you got good samosas. Thanks baby let us continue with this email oh yeah is business. there any more emails from uh anything so, else th- from th- th- well this is in reference to her ordering indian hot food the first mm-hmm. time we tried this though it backfired as we mistakenly explained to the restaurant why we were ordering this way oliver also made a big point in telling them the food was never hot enough they then brought over what is safe to say the spiciest dish of our lives i could only handle one dip of my fork Oliver, on the other hand, persevered and finished the dish, mainly Good. because the chefs kept looking at her table to see how he was handling it. Let's just Good. say his manhole was not very happy with him the next day. <laughs> I I would have done it too. You got to do it out of spite. That's some Jerry Seinfeld level shit. Yep. Sweating and you're just power through it. And you're like, I'm going to eat this whole goddamn bowl right now. I get it. Yeah. And then on a final note regarding Frank's suggestion on a film festival meetup, the New Zealand Film Festival is in winter, which happens to be during your summer. So if RJ can only make it to a summer festival, mm-hmm. you really only have one choice. Yeah, we're going to wow. make our way down to New Zealand right away. <laughs> I mean, that would be the time to go. And, uh, you know, I've always wanted to see New Zealand. If we win, actually... Andy would probably be interested to go to New Zealand and then that would make it even more possible. So send your money to the Criterion Creeps 
or just buy us a ticket in the summer, preferably between in the months of July and August, uh, and then we'll be there. Right, Jared? Yep. Right. So it's settled. Uh, and I look forward to uh, collecting all that money that people will send. Yeah. Send it to me directly. You transfer it to me. Do not send it to Jared. Right? Well, it's nice to hear from our female fans. <laughs> it never doesn't sound creepy when you say it. Ugh. What do you mean? Females. It's like Danny DeVito, eh? Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> thank you, Rupa. Next yes, up, thank you. Frank Solano. All these Ooh, emails baby. are all out of order. Oh, well, why would you do that? Well, this, this, is, the order we, this is the order we received them. I gotcha. I fall. The Reaper cometh and then goeth. So last week, I mentioned that I was trying the Carolina Reaper. Mm. For those that don't know, the Carolina Reaper has been measured up to 2 million Scoville units, which refers to the heat level. And in comparison, Mm -hmm. the Halopino stands at about 5,000 Scoville units. Ooh, baby. Uh, That's a bit. So last Thursday, I received a small box in the mail. I immediately tore it open to reveal a bottle of Reaper Squeezins from the Pucker Butt Company, the creators of the Carolina Reaper Pepper. Peppers are going to do. They're going to have the opposite effect on you, not puckering. Well, come on. It isn't actually a Reaper sauce, which might, in fact, dilute the heat or flavor. That's probably Mm -hmm. good. It's actually a bottle of Reaper puree. In my excitement, I decided Mm -hmm. to try it right away. Oh, God. I grabbed an unsalted saltine cracker and smothered it in the puree before flipping the cracker to my mouth. Why? Exposing my tongue directly to the Reaper. To be clear, I handle heat well. I don't sweat or hiccup or cry or do any of that nonsense. My nose might run a Mm. little, but I'm fine with that. So the Reaper actually made me salivate nonstop for 10 minutes, and five minutes in, my tongue actually started to hurt as if it had been run over by a truck. I actually had to eat some ice cream, which is a rarity, and after 10 to 12 minutes, I was fine, or so I thought. You see, in my Mm. haste, I'd completely forgotten about the rule of eating extreme hot food. Never eat something that hot on an empty stomach. I've never heard about that. Well, you don't know anything, Jared. Yes. It was about 5 p.m. when I tried the puree, and I hadn't eaten since 10 a.m. that morning. So at 5.30, I basically got murdered by the Reaper. The chemical reaction from the pepper that can irritate your mouth can also irritate your stomach walls. So from 5.30 to 6.10, wow, 40 minutes, I had 2 million Scoville units tearing my stomach to shreds. It was pretty bad, but I survived and have since been able to eat the puree without much difficulty. It actually has a lot of uh, habanero-esque flavor with a slight bitterness. I'm into that. Uh, I've heard some, maybe it's Taco Bell has some like a reaper shit going on. Some of the, some fast food chains Mm. introduced it because it's all, it's, it's the end thing. It's like the ghost pepper. Now it's the reaper. What if we could do the creep reaper? The, the, what would that, that pseudonym be? The raper? The reap, creeper? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was right there. It was right in front of me. Also, creeper. some of you, huh? RJ, probably what? wonder what 2 million Scoville units might do to a toilet. And let me just hmm. inform you guys that I'm not your guy. I've never had an incident upon the exit of my spicy food. I guess I've been not blessed yet. with a powerful output system. And not now yet, my man. question is, would you guys ever try the Reaper? And would you ever try to record a show while under the effect? Good God. Better than rewatching Salo, right? I mean, I would absolutely do it if it was a Patreon goal, yeah. Uh, like to record with it, and I would absolutely do it other otherwise. But I would want to do it where I could be at home, 
I'm a real home well, baser, well, when, Jared. When do we not? Re- when do we not record our podcast? No, I mean like <laughs> eat the pepper. Where? Well, yeah. I mean we could record, but I would have to record from the bathroom. There you go. There's a Patreon goal, and we'll, we will even video cast it. We'll, uh... I will. If if we have enough interest in it, I will eat one of these Reaper peppers while watching Salo while sitting on the <laughs> toilet, and it'll be a live feed. Uh, they will will have to blur my eyes so my identity is uh, concealed, uh, so I don't get fired from any potential jobs. Um, hell, fuck yeah, I'll do it. Whatever. If we get like, I don't know, twenty bucks next month, <laughs> why not? Are there? Any but it's got to go to me, not Jared. Sorry, right? the story runs a little long, and now it's time oh. for some movie stuff. <laughs> what? No, this is the hot sauce podcast. Oh, well, yeah, why not? Wait, that's already been done, hasn't it, with the celebrities eating their wings? Hot ones? Yeah. Yeah, you're you're late to that one, Jared. No, well, I know, but I'm just bringing it up right now because I know that was a thing, and now it's it not. It still is. Is it? No, it still is. It goes strong. They're actually they're at the point now where it's like whatever the hot movie is, get it? Or like the big celebrity, they're on hot ones. So wow. Idris Elba was on there last week for Hobbs and Shaw. Which I thought came out two months ago, but apparently not. <laughs> nope. That's a fresh ticket. Unbelievable. Sorry the story runs a little long, but now it's time for some movie stuff. Mm-hmm. Are there any random and useless trivia facts about films that you know? Uh, Frank, Almost have, you, have you listened to this podcast? For example, mm-hmm. I know that Stallone regrets saying a certain line in First Blood where he hijacks a military vehicle and tells the driver to keep his eyes on the road because otherwise that's how accidents happen. Uh... <laughs> Did he really say that? I don't know. It's been a really long time since I've seen First Blood. And, uh, hmm. yeah, I don't know. Let's, it's an interesting that's, fact. That, that's hard to pin down a uh, any particular trivia fact. It all depends on the movie. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't have any, like, favorites that stand out. But like you said, if you listen to this podcast, you'll pick up on and you'll hear many, many useless things yeah. that will shorten your lifespan and make you a worse person. Also. If you could yes. shoot a movie in another country, what mm. country would you shoot it in? Iceland. And would you shoot the film in English or the native tongue? Uh, Icelandic's pretty hard. I think that I'd love to shoot a film in the rural region of any non-English speaking country. Italy or Spain Alberta? or Taiwan all come to mind as priorities. Mm. Wow, that's a that's a Specific? variety. Yeah. Where would you go, Jarrett? Hmm. Mm. Oh, you know what place would be sweet? The Galapagos Islands. Hang yeah. out with all those huge fucking turtles. Yes. That'd be cool. Or not, uh, the tortoises. Yeah. That's my pick. Fuck. There's, like, There's no some, language some, there. Some no of those like, spooky, some of those spooky forests in, like, I guess that's East Germany. Those, like, those things I think Where the ritual takes place? No, that's more north. But, like, I don't know. I'm trying to, like... I've seen some photo projects done, like they were filmed, like kind of yeah, east of Berlin, and I'm like, man, that's like spooky town right there. Over, like the like, German chocolate forest. Yeah, those those like there's a reason why people get all uh, Grimm's foresty and stuff like that about that stuff because it's like yeah, those European woods, the ones that are I guess are still around, if they didn't all get cut down, I don't know. There's some dense ones, boggy looking things. I think that would be a great and yeah, absolutely shoot uh, in the native tongue. Sure, maybe that could be where our uh, celebrity meetup is uh, for our creeps uh patreon meetup is yeah. in uh, one of these weird german woods mm-hmm. and then we can we, all eat each other well yeah but one person gets to eat, enjoy everyone yeah with scoville units involved and peppers mm-hmm. well i would i think i could win 
if it was like between us for who because i would kill you instantly you might have like a second guess you might second guess yourself be like should i kill him but i would already be killing you so that's fine that's fine i won't care by then oh yeah i i you'd be dead i'd eat you finally frank concludes oh. here's my two cents on ranking quentin movies oh. because at 20 years old i obviously know what i'm talking about as much as Wait, any of Frank's us only do. 20 years old yeah shit i didn't know that i thought that dude was like 42 <laughs> damn all right all right number one inglorious bastards number two pulp fiction number three mm. Django unchained number four jackie brown number five kill bill volume one number six death proof Number seven, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Number eight, Reservoir Dogs. Number nine, Kill Bill Volume 2. And number 10, The Hateful Eight, because this movie is actually ass. <laughs> Ooh, actual ass. Eh? Actually ass. Yeah. Actually ass. Yeah. Have a good one, creeps. Sorry for the long email. No problem, Frank. No problem. Yeah, you know what? I would actually, I would... Uh, I would like to rewatch The Hateful Eight one day, and I don't know if I would like it as much as I did that time that I watched it. But uh, know. who who's, who knows, man? Who knows? Who knows? I would like to watch all of these again, but I, I feel like who has the time? Just, <laughs> who has the time, Jared? You just got to commit. Yeah, I know, but I feel like if you're going to do that, you might as well like crush them all like real fast. But that's that's absolutely doable. Well, for you, yeah. And Andy would watch these with you. So, like, we talked about this last night. I'll get there, but uh, I think she hasn't seen uh, a few of these uh, all-time bangers. There you go, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I do have the set, except for... The the 20, whatever it is, XX. Yeah, except for it doesn't have Hateful Eight or Inglorious Bastards, Mm. but it's got got the rest. Well, if only you knew someone who had those on Blu-ray. They're on uh, Netflix, my man. There you go. Quit it's making all, excuses. All on Netflix. Quit making excuses. I'm like going to do with everything you. in your life. Hey, I'm going to excuse you. How's that sound? How's that sound, Jared? Huh? Justin Look what you did, Frank. We're fighting. What? Huh? Oh, okay. Justin Peterson. Yeah, moving on. Hey, Jared and RJ. Hello. I hope you guys had a good Canadian civic holiday, <laughs> which I was <laughs> made aware of by my desktop calendar, which begs Thanks. the question what is this holiday? Um, what on, also, oh, what Monday? other holidays do you celebrate that are unique to Canada? For instance, why is there a Boxing Day? Oh, oh. Justin. These... E- easy answer. I mean, I don't know. for like, boxing. Well, it's, it's hard for me to know which ones we have and which ones you don't have. Um, okay, but, well, what so was this, this is, last Monday? This, well, it, it varies province to province. Uh, this was mm-hmm. Heritage Day for alberta oh. and then it's like and it's yeah. got a whole bunch of different names uh different provinces it all again it changes up um i think everyone's got labor day victoria day uh, we, is well, that we have Canadian we have our we have october thanksgiving we have we yes. have remembrance day in november which mm-hmm. is is that not when remembrance day is for that's, everyone that's i don't know if it is because i know there's memorial day mm. in the states we don't have that we have victoria day in may i think that's okay. like a week earlier to celebrate the queen the queen that's uh, one of the upsides of being part of that commonwealth am hey, i wonder I, am if there's I right, any british Oliver? people that listen to this podcast they haven't emailed in if they're out but they would know about holidays and the queen and well, Oliver knows about the whole Boxing yeah, Boxing Day, Day was makes like, the most sense. Well, it's like the thing where you're supposed to box shit up after Christmas, and what they do yep. is stores have blowout sales. It's like a, 
it's kind of like our Black Friday, which is stupid because it comes after Christmas. I but, actually, but think now it's we better. But, but now we have a black we have Black Friday as well, which isn't a holiday. It's just a shopping day. Just a, yeah. I actually think Boxing Day after Christmas is way better because you open say you're a kid you open all your presents you're disappointed that you didn't get the thing you actually wanted so you go out on boxing day and you buy it yourself what a spoiled a little piece of shit you were well i'm just saying what a, wow. that's what garbage. people could do garbage. that is what people I can't your parents do. should be ashamed that they raised this i didn't say i did this jerry oh, i'm saying that's you what were people talking do. oh i see no that's what people uh, do it looks like victoria day is canadian only. yes it is as I yeah. as, as I stated, hey, I think Victoria Day is Canadian. What, what's, and then February we have like another uh, like fake stat holiday. February? Yeah, we have the one in February, and then we have the one in August. And it's like if, if we you're, real if, day. If well, no, it's like if oh, no, you, that's Manitoba only. Yeah, see, we have it's family one, family day. Yeah, see, family day. Yep. But if well, you, if, you're, if you're in a union, you get paid for those. But uh, if you're not, the employer can choose it, which one they give you holiday for. Otherwise, it's just a work day, bud. Are you in a union? I am. Okay. Is that good? Uh, I don't know. You can respond to whoever's texting you, I suppose. Oh, did you hear that or did you just see me? I, I heard that. Well, I'll just move this over vi- onto this. Vi- vibrating. Cat. And now you won't hear it because it'll go through paper. Mm-hmm. To follow up on last week's question about what my wife thinks of my movie watching obsession. Mm-hmm. Oh, so the quick answer is she is super annoyed by it. We nice. watched plenty of movies when we were dating, but this week marks mm-hmm. our 11th wedding anniversary. God and now she rarely watches movies unless I turn on her current favorite, The Greatest Showman. <laughs> she is an overnight mm-hmm. nurse, so I can get in most of my movie watching during the night she is working. Hashtag nurses are awesome. Nice. A couple of movie questions for you. So with Spine 1000 being announced as the Godzilla box set, I've started watching some of these silly Godzilla versus movies. Mm. So far, my favorite has been Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, which may be one of the silliest movies I have ever seen with these aliens that turn into apes when they are killed. Besides the original, which are your favorites? And do you think it is best to watch them in order? Uh, Are we just talking about the Showa? I, I'm most, I, I'd say all those Godzillas. This is a big question. I mean, there's like this is, we're talking. This like, is a big question. We're talking 30. I mean, I would say watch them in order. That would be my thing. I did. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you did. I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of uh, mediocrity in that. Yes, there absolutely is. But there's some good ones too. Uh, I don't know offhand. I know the. I'll, I'll look to see which ones like. Nor- just normal Godzilla, the first one, I like a lot. Uh, Godzilla versus Biomonte. Um, it's like not the best movie, but Biomonte is one of the coolest monsters for sure. Uh, I think Mega Garrus is a really good one. Yeah. Uh, Desatoya, that is a very good one. Uh, what else, Jarrett? What else, Jarrett? Not all monsters attack. Well, yeah, not all monsters attack, but Megagaris is good. Desitoroya is real good. Biomonte is cool. Fuck. I don't have a Godzilla list, so I can't. I uh, I watch these all, I think, like pre-list days for me when I could mm. catalog. They're on letter. I, they're all on Letterboxd. I just don't have them ordered. This is why I use that, that hot hashtag. 
Shin Godzilla is real good. I like Shin Godzilla. I know you were like just whatever on it, but I think Shin Godzilla is good. These are all later day ones, but I was like it was above average, but it's yeah. not as good as people claim it to be. You, uh, you dig? Which is the one where a uh, guy Gan shows up for the first time? Okay, I got that my, one. I, I got. One's good. I, I think I got this year covered. Okay, Ooh, boy. I killed enough time for you. All right, so Godzilla raids again is the shits, and uh, for good ones, uh, I, I've got a soft spot for that Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, the first appearance of him. Mm-hmm. He's 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 cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Destroy All Monsters I think I like more than a lot of people Because it's got that mm-hmm. amazing piece of music in it And uh, <laughs> There's a lot of three stars here Yeah Godzilla vs. Megagiris That one's awesome Yeah it's like Megagiris is good Yeah Shin Godzilla is good And yep. uh, yeah I don't know man I also gave four stars to Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah Giant Monsters All Out Attack Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember that one, but uh, I apparently I liked it quite a bit. Well, I know that like uh, if you look over on uh, Oliver Granger's reviews of Godzilla, we we all mm-hmm. have ver- we have various varying degrees of opinion on what's a good Godzilla. It all depends. But I think it we all depends what you're though. into. These uh these animated Netflix movies though are hot dog shit. Well, that's what you say. Oh, I mean, yeah. well, I mean, I'm not I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying like I've never seen it, but you you do say that. No. Hey, you know what else we can all agree on? You know what's even, you know what the best Godzilla movies are? Those ga- that Gamera trilogy. Yes, as I, as I've, I've mentioned this many. You've times. mentioned many times. Gamera. So yeah, Ju- Justin Peterson. Peterson. Uh, 90, 90s Gamera. The nineties Gamera. Fuck, that's good stuff. Yeah. Ooh, baby. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Our, the goat of the week question. Oh. What's your greatest of all time film? Crime or film or film? Oh, I see. Film or crime noir movie? And is there a difference between those terms? Mm. Um, nah. You answer that. I think they're the same thing. Film noir crime movies—they're used pretty interchangeably. I mean, there's like crime movies, but I mean, there's mm. and there's only really film noir, I believe. Uh, I'm a novice mm. to this genre, so I would have to say Who Framed Roger Rabbit would be my fave if that Fuck even yeah. counts. That movie's awesome. Does that count, Jared? Mm, it's got the trappings of it, but I mean, okay, that's my pick too. I mean. I love that movie. I mean, I'd say Chinatown. It's the, I think, of the neo-noirs and all that mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, he's uh, incredible. What about uh, your favorite movie, Following? Nope. No? Not nope. Following? Nope. I, apparently, I gave Sunset Boulevard five stars, so I must have really been in that huh. when I watched it. Huh. <laughs> I'm going to remove that rating. I'm removing ratings now because it's like, I don't know if that's actually what I what it is. I'm not removing all ratings, Jarrett, but, you know, like, well, some of them. Uh, yeah, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, a terrific film. I was going to remember you saying was that I think I like The Apartment more than Sunset Boulevard. That's about all I remember. Oh, and yeah, I'm The like, Apartment's way better. It's not, but hey, 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 The Apartment's an awesome movie. It's, Everyone it's, should watch that. It's very long. You're very long. And The Tooth. So, so yeah. I, I would just, I mean for classic noirs I don't know I go back and I'm I kind of surprised how low I like for the most part like the best they usually hit is like four stars for me mm-hmm. uh, I think maybe it's just because of like uh, certain trappings like the the 40sness of some of the movies um, maybe it's just because you don't get it no I don't think that's it at all but 
Is the Hustler a noir film? Mm, it, it kind of feels like it, but it's not. It's kind of more of a sad bastard movie, and that movie's incredible. Is um is uh yeah, folks. Paul Newman, the Hustler. Yeah, <laughs> do it. Is Dirty Work a, a noir <laughs> film? I gave that four and a half stars. So finally, yes. what is it going to take for RJ to accept my challenge of watching one of Lars von Trier's best films, Dancer in the Dark? All it's uh, going to take is RJ finding the time to watch the DVD I lent him three weeks ago. I I have a copy of it in my possession. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I've been a little bit busy. A little bit. And uh, I'm going I'm going to tell you straight. I'm not going to watch it next week. I can I can tell you that absolutely up front. Yeah. But the week after maybe. The week after. So he, so he wrote here, if he officially accepts, I will give my thoughts next week on a movie he picks right now from my Criterion Creeps watch list. Actia Maximus. It's, it's, it's going to have to wait a week. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you, you, to... you, you can't watch. You, you, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to be watching it next week, but I will check out your list, see if there's anything new you've added to it. And then uh, next week's episode, yes. uh, I will pick one from, from your you list, go. and uh, and then we'll have ourselves a little challenge. You, you, I did are, notice... Are you, are you going to put a post-it note there so you remember this? Oh, well, I remember. Uh, the thing that he neglected to mention was that that movie is two and a half hours long. So uh, I might have to watch it in shifts. Ten minutes every day for there you three go. weeks. Have a great show, guys, and I look forward mm. to hearing if the closet scene in Straw Dogs ruined the movie for RJ. Well, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Finally, mm-hmm. Jackson, with an email entitled mm. "Rape." Oh, God. <laughs> he's gonna—you better be careful, man. You're gonna get flagged on Gmail or something, and be like, "Well, this guy's like into some uh, some uh, hateful rhetoric here." Hey, guys. Given this week's film is about some of that good old-fashioned rape, yep. I was wondering if you guys feel like it is a dumb and played-out trope that needs to be used more sparingly, or you don't see it as an oversaturated plot point. I <laughs> I don't know. It all dep- it depends on the type of movies you watch. Because you know what? If you're watching, like, I'm assuming Hobbs and Shaw or, like, a Marvel movie, probably it's a... Uh, Use sparingly, but uh, <laughs> are you saying that there's not a rape scene in Hobbs and Shaw? I don't, I don't know. Maybe there. It, it, it's probably referenced because it's like I'm going to take you're going to go to jail and you're going to be taking it up the ass. That's usually kind oh, of what happens Jared. in those movies. Yeah, grow up, RJ. Grow up. <laughs> well, you're the one who said it. You, you've never seen that supercut on YouTube of, of like of everyone, what of people, people talking about asses, people getting raped in prison. What? Oh, you should look at it. It's, it's pretty good. I'm not going to look it's, that it's, up. It's, got some, it's even got uh, Fox Mulder talking about how a guy is going to, like, you know what happens to guys like to you, like you in prison? It, oh, it's it's pretty great. Charles Bronson I'm, in there. I'm I'm kind of yeah, I don't know decisions. I don't know. Okay, so Jackson continues. Uh, okay. I think it can have effective uses, like irreversible, but often is over-sexualized and just bad. Furthermore, this reminded me of the masterpiece i spit on your grave he, he said that in quotes that masterpiece oh so is that sarcastic? uh i spit on your grave and wondered what your thoughts are on movies like its remake along with straw dogs in the last house on the left and their audiences the originals seem to be exploitation movies of their time and remaking them seems to date them incredibly keep up the great work on the only retrospective dialogue about film <laughs> jackson i i like our expanding catalog of uh 
like titles and banners and just like you know monikers. Yeah, I love it. We're the so that's nice to hear from the, Jack. The Vickers of Verbosity. I don't like that one as much. Mm-hmm. Any idea you have, I don't like. But uh, if fans suggested, I'll like those. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, Jared. Do you want to talk about rape right now, or should we talk about it later? Like, what what do you think here? Where's well, the best place to talk about? I mean, we're gonna have to, have to talk about it later. Um, I, I'm gonna have. It's gonna come up like nine times tonight. I the one of the creeps I watched had rape in it, and then we got to talk about oh, rape later. Oh shit! Well, yeah, sure. that's right. We'll save it then. Okay. Well, we will. We'll, we'll just put it. it. We'll just say it's gonna come up a lot. It'll come up a lot. Okay. Right, Jared? Okay. I, I think... Well, I mean, you can talk about it if you want. I don't know. Oh, sure. That's good. We'll save it. <clears throat> Thanks, Jackson. Yep. Thank you. RJ? Yes? What you been creeping on this week? Rape. Wow. Yep. I you watched ever, a rape. You ever, you ever seen Yoko Ono's rape? I heard it. When she split up the Beatles. Wow. No, she made a movie, an art film called Rape. Oh, I wrote no, a paper I, about it. Oh, you nerd! I did. We're like, oh it's well, pre- actually, this is a and uh, it's an expressionistic uh, take on woman's suffrage. Is that what you said? Nope. <laughs> no. Well, what check was your paper? Out. Check it out. This is talking what about is it? The, at the is time, it online? Your paper? No. God, oh, no. you mean rape? Yeah. Oh, what? Anyway, I think it's on Vimeo. You, you folks can check it out. It's about the gays. Do they rape each other? That's Z-E-R-J. What? Oh, the female gays. Wow. Or the male the, gays. The, the male. The all-seeing, all-penetrating gays. Gotcha. I gotcha. What you been creeping on, RJ? You ever heard of Revenge, Jarrett? I have heard of Revenge. Shutter I have exclusive. Seen, well, I've seen that poster, and I've I've heard some conversations about it. Uh, I've never seen a trailer. All I've read mm-hmm. the synopsis. I've seen several people watch it. It doesn't sound like it stands out in any particular way at all. And uh, I've just not had any interest. In, like about four years ago, I probably would have sought it out, but now I'm kind of like, hmm, I don't know. Well, Jared, I mean, it's got an aggregate rating of three point five out of five. That's not very uh, good. It's got 7,000 likes. That's that's not great either. It's got 59 fans. Wow. Uh, of the people I know who have watched it, we got some three and a half, four, four, three, four, three and a half, four, three and a half. You know about that, Jarrett? Mm. So this is a Shutter exclusive directed by a lady named Carolee Fargit, I think. It's sure. French, this movie. I thought it took place in Australia, um, but they speak French, so huh. I have no fucking idea where this movie was made, and I'm not going to look into it because I'm lazy. Uh, yeah, so this is a movie that I've heard brought up on, uh, as I've mentioned before, I only really listen to like one podcast, and uh, it's kind of out of spite to hate listen to it because yep. of you, uh, and uh, I, I've i heard them bring this up a couple times, uh, and they talk pretty highly of it, and you know what, Jared? not great like i don't think it's a bad it's a competent movie and it's pretty well put together but i don't think there's anything like that stands out that it's like oh man you gotta see this shit 
Now, a lot of people talk about like how there's like tons of fake blood and it's like, oh, yeah, real like classic style filmmaking. And it's like, whatever. There's some weird shit in here, too. So this, <laughs> uh, I'm going to get into it because there's a lot of stuff that like bugs me. And uh, it's like I, I know it's you always say these the things that these things that bug me don't bug other people, but they bug me. So you're going to hear about it. So you have this lady. And uh, she's like the um, what? Do you, what's it called when you're not the person's wife, but you're their girlfriend? Adulterer. What? So it's like this guy, and he takes this girl on a romantic getaway, but it's like his it's mistress? not his wife. His mistress. I completely forgot words for a second. You? Yeah, I was kind of like, what? What? what, what, what are you his talking mistress. about the only word that there is? His, his mistress. His side piece. Yep. So you have this like, <laughs> I, I I forgot how to talk. Whatever. It happens. It's all good. Uh, you have this dude with this real strong chin and he what has mean? a mistress. Because he's, uh, he's got a big jaw. They got, look up Kevin Jansen's and you'll see what I'm talking about. This guy's got a strong chin. Okay. He looks like Australian Aaron Eckhart, but apparently he's Dutch or some shit. Does, I don't does know. Does it make him like Australian Two-Face? Kind of. Wow. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I thought it was Aaron Eckhart for a while. And then I was like, no, it isn't. Oh, well. So he takes this like chick to his like, uh, he has his mansion out in the middle of the desert. His fuck pad. His fuck pad. Yeah, it's like out in the middle of the desert. uh, And she's walking around. She's naked. And they're like having fun. And then uh, these two gross guys show up with hunting gear. And are they they New Zealanders? uh, (laughs) I don't They could be. Uh, you'd have to ask Oliver on that one. Um, but they like, so these two gross guys show up and you find out that they're his friends and they, this is the time of the year they do their annual hunting trip. Ah, Jared. Okay. See, I think I've known, I, knew, I think I knew this much. Okay. And it's like, it doesn't really follow that path, but so it's like their hunting trip, but, uh, they're going to go the next morning and she's going to leave uh, the next day too. So they're like, Hey, that's not your wife. And he, and he's like, my wife, wor- my wife. He's like, don't worry about it. They're, she's not my wife. Uh, he's like, but she's leaving. Whatever. Now he's now we're, now we're talking about Italians. My wife. Is that what you mean? Jared? Continue. So anyways, uh, they're going hunting the next day. So that night, like she's playful, she's dancing and she dances with the guys and they're like real into it. Uh-oh. And it's like, Oh, so the next morning, uh, they wake up and, uh, dude who she's like there with, he's like, I'm gonna go get some groceries or some shit. Like he has some reason to leave the house. She's like, okay, I'll pack because I'm leaving. Uh, and then gross guy comes into the room and, uh, he's like, I know that you like me. You dance with me. And she's like, no, I wasn't like, She's like, not like that. We were just dancing. And he's like, why would you dance with me if you didn't like me? Mm-hmm. Jared, you know, like that, uh, that like mentality that uh, these guys have. So he rapes her. Uh, and then the. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The, yeah. It's I mean, like, that's it's like it's that, like he took the garbage out. I mean, I guess you could say it like well, that. no, that's the way you said it. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Like, I mean, he rapes her. Uh, and then the other gross guy comes in, eats some snacks, and watches it for a while. Uh, and then what kind um, of snacks? It's like a, it's kind of like an O Henry, oh. but it's like in a bag. Like you know those? What do we call them here? Do you know those things? Like coconut fingers? 
No, like um, they come in like prepackaged in that bag. They're like OMGs or something like that. Wow. Like where it's like, do you, doesn't matter. They're like O Henrys. So he's eating this. He's fat. He's gross. He's eating these. And then the rape guy's like, you either better get in on this or go away. So a fat, gross guy goes out by the pool and eats his candy and like doesn't stop it. A uh, strong chin man comes back and he's like, whoa, what the fuck? Uh, or like they don't say anything. And she's just like, hey, your friend raped me. And then he's like, whoa, what the fuck? But then he comes back to her and he's just like, well, I mean, you know, the way you're dressed. You know, mm, I mean, if you didn't want uh, that yeah. kind of a, well, and actually he drops, yeah, you know, I, I get it's like, oh, I he, he, he drops this line, Jared. He says, you're so beautiful that guys really can't help themselves. It's not their fault. Mm, How do you feel about that? Mm, this seems uh, like it's got a message. Well, I mean, it might rather than but, have anything to do with reality, but who knows? Maybe 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 I don't know the right kind of people. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. So she wants to like leave because uh, <laughs> he, she got raped, and then this guy was like, "Hey, I mean, can you blame him?" Oh, <laughs> uh, so she's like, "Can I leave now?" And he's like, "Yeah, okay, whatever. We'll we'll go get we'll we'll go." Uh, and then they're like fighting, and she's like, "Fuck this place!" So she just leaves and she runs away. Uh, but they chase her, and then when they find her, uh, they push her off a cliff. Like a strong chain guy. He's like, you know what? Fuck this chick. I don't want to deal with this stuff. I'm just going to kill her. Uh, and the other guys are like, what? Why would you do that? Even though he like just, they like, were just raping her, which I think comes up in straw dogs later too. Mm. Like people who have like weird opinions on one thing, but not another <laughs> the hip- hypocrisy hypocrisy. So anyways, like they like, uh, push her off and then they're like, okay, let's go. F- uh, they're like, we're going to go hunting like normal. We'll come back and just say she fell. And he's like, okay. So they come back and then she like, so she falls on a branch, but then it's kind of vaguely supernatural, Jared. She pulls herself off the branch and then like she seals up her wound and then she wakes up the next day and it's like. She uh, seals up her wound? She seals up her wound. She gets like, so she's impaled on a tree. She sets it on fire so it breaks and she's like reborn a phoenix, I think is like the idea. But like she has like uh like a brand where she seals up the wound and it's like in the shape of a Phoenix. So it's a little, it's a little bit uh, on the nose type of stuff. And it's like, it's like kind of suggested that it's uh, like um, supernatural. And then she goes to hunt them. Okay. That's revenge. So the problem I have, Jared, is there's a lot of like tropey stuff uh, and things that like don't make sense in like the, in like in a practical logical way where it's like okay we know this because we're the audience but that character wouldn't know that because she's not the audience so she kills the fat gross guy and then pushes him out into like a lake and then she goes back to a cave to like recover uh one of the other guys comes and um sees he's like he's like washing his face in the lake and then the fat guy's body like pops up right in front of his face like real (laughs) jump scare style but he's like all bloated because he's been in a lake for a night and he's like whoa gross uh and then it goes to her and she's like dreaming and she's having these supernatural dreams but uh this thing doesn't have one fake out jared it doesn't have like one dream fake out 
It doesn't have two dream fakeouts. It has a triple dream fakeout where she wakes up three separate times to nightmares. It's like, oh, what a nightmare. Oh. And then like something will come up beside her and she'll be like, whoa. And then she'll like come up again and she'll be like, whoa. Okay, so that's that explains the a minimum three stars this movie's getting. So yeah. where, where's that fourth star come from? Uh, well, uh, I mean, there's a lot of naked men in this movie. Oh. The fine, the like, the final revenge is her fighting the strong chin guy, and there he's completely naked, covered in blood. So maybe that. Oh. But anyways, uh, uh, all I was gonna say was in that triple fake out, she sees the bloated guy, but it was like, wait a minute, there's no way she could have seen that bloated guy because she wasn't there when he bloated. Or is it that she has supernatural connections to this now? And it's like, maybe. I don't know. There's just like stuff like that that like bothers are me. You where sure, it's like, are you sure you weren't watching Split? Oh, uh, well, I mean, it has similar vibes. This movie definitely has like better stuff. Like it's it's okay. not it's not like super bad or anything. It's just like there there's stuff like that that like really annoys me. And I'm like, Ugh. and then... I don't know. Characters do really dumb shit. Like they'll be like, they'll say stuff. And then the next scene, they'll say like other stuff. And you're like, wait a minute. You're like, is this the same fucking character? Like, it doesn't really make sense. Like, um, I don't know. I think whoever was like writing this, like kind of got lost on like, which ones were, which maybe, or maybe they didn't. And they just didn't fucking care. They're like, you'll figure it out. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Which is also possible. But yeah, I don't know. I like, I see some pretty strong ratings and I don't really get it. Plus, I don't like rape revenge stuff either. So, but I figured it's a Shutter exclusive, and I was like, "Well, we're watching rape movies, so maybe I'll uh, I'll just double down on this thing and uh, triple go, down, triple down, and just go all for it." Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I could talk about it more, but I feel like I've already talked about it quite a bit, more yeah. than it needs. Very well. Unless you have anything, uh, any comments, concerns, questions. Should, should I watch this? Mm-mm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't waste your time with it. Nice. I mean, unless you were really into rape revenge movies, but which I am not really. Yeah. So, I I don't see anything. It also has like, it has the Mandy vibe, oh, where there's see, like um, there there's there there's, you go. Yeah. There's one scene where the guy is riding his like motorcycle back, and it it's like it honestly looks like it was they watched Mandy, and they're like, we need a scene like that. <laughs> but so it they came out before Mandy too. It's like they went into the future and they watched they Mandy, knew, but it, they knew Panos was uh, Panos know, e- e- eating one of those uh, Henry's you're talking about. <laughs> and uh, they're like, oh, hey, what are you making over there? I'm making Mandy. And then they went, cool. And then they went and did it themselves. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like a guy on a bike and there's like pink mist and it's like synth music and he's like oh, going through yeah. it. Yeah. So people like that shit. They're into those aesthetics. All caps spaces between the letters. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was like, this is shutter aesthetics. Like this is Mandy stuff. Yeah. So I, I mean, I wouldn't, if you, if you're really hurting out for movies and you need something to watch, maybe I'm not, uh, in in, in no way am I. Yeah. So uh, you're fine. Awesome. Hey Jared, I saw your, uh, I saw your movie, your Quentin movie. You saw once upon a time. In Hollywood. In, yeah, you got to do the ellipsis because that's what everyone does now. In Hollywood. Yeah. Well, that's how the end credits roll, Jerry. Exactly. Uh, I went with Andy. She what? went to the theater and it was her idea. Wow. I know. 
we went on the cheap night and uh, it was full of gross people oh, and yeah. butts of uh, was, <laughs> and uh, cans cracking. Boom, like I don't. Boom, who, was, was it? Was it? Uh, how was the boom, boomer count? Was it high? There was at least three. Okay. There was at least three, and there was lots of burps. And uh, there was some guy was drinking beer in there because he was cracking cans every ten minutes. <laughs> and like I don't. I mean, when I'm at home, I like drinking beers, but like it's because I can go to the bathroom whenever I need to. And I know that I have like prostate issues that I have to go to the bathroom all the time now. You should go to a like, doctor about that too. I absolutely should. I just, I, I don't want to. Uh, but this guy drank beers for like two and a half hours and he never went to the bathroom once. Oh, I was like, ooh, fuck. Shit. I was like, cause I, I know you, you're not a big drinker, but I mean, you, you've been around people who drink beer and once you go a couple beers in, you got to go to the bathroom. It's man. called breaking that, breaking that seal. I've heard all I about know. that. You've heard of all, you read about that in books. Yeah. In those books, I've been doing all that learning in. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so I actually did go to the bathroom once in this movie, oh. but it, it seemed like it was the built-in time for it See, because there's three people, other people, people went to the know. bathroom. People know when, when there's the slowdown and then yep. you go take care of your business. When I came back in, I saw three other people come back in. It was the scene where, uh, um, Leo is on the set of the Western and he's talking to that little girl. Oh shit. When he's talking about the book. Yep. And it's just like when you talk about books on this oh. podcast. Oh, and everyone goes to the bathroom. Yeah. Hey, my books turn into movies one day. Uh, well, because they're already they're they're already being turned into movies, and you're some of them. You're, you're speculating on your time. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I'm getting ahead of the curve, Jared. Yeah. So. So. Oh, but on my way to the bathroom, two people in the front row, full on bare feet. Oh, wow. Dirty ass were they were, were they cosplaying? They could have been. Uh, so I mentioned the feet thing to Andrea, and uh, she actually didn't think this movie had that many feet. Cool. She's like, yeah, there's some feet. And I was like, yeah, there were some feet. Uh, I mean, there's more feet than a regular movie, for sure. They're like right there in the frame. Oh, I know. I know. But uh, she's like, I don't know. I feel like she's like, I think I've seen more feet before. I was like, could be. I don't know. You I don't know what you watch. I don't know what you watch sometimes, man. No. Uh, so uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I liked it. Quite a bit, man. Uh, it's not like up there, button heads with my favorite Tarantinos of all time. But uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what's not to like. And I know you kind of said some stuff last week about um, things that you're like Tarantino-y stuff or this or that. But I actually, I had a good time watching it. I just went in and I was carefree because you had already watched it. You already mm-hmm. did the dirty work last week on mm-hmm. the podcast. So I was like, it's like, I don't got to give a fucking opinion. It's like, I can just watch this thing and uh, go in, go in hard. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I liked it a lot. Leo's good. Brad Pitt, uh, his character is awesome. It made me think, where is Brad Pitt? Why isn't he in as much stuff anymore? His delivery of some minds was like weird, where you're like, are you acting, Brad Pitt? What's going on there? But uh, his character's awesome uh, is that because he kills women okay so you mentioned this last week and uh i feel like you're burying the lead on that one where it's like i don't think that it i think i fully endorse where he's beating up these ladies because they're the bad oh. guys they're the bad guys <laughs> yeah. I, I brought this up to andrea i was like what did you think about that she's like it was good that they got beat up because they were psychopathic murderers and i was like yes mm-hmm. i agree with you i was like i don't see an issue here <laughs> I, I don't know, Jerry. I think there's a lingering on the, what he does to them, though. Oh, that like smashing their heads in the stuff? Over and over and over and over 
and over and over again. And That's the and, and it's the it's the audience laughing. Yeah. Did, did your I, did, did, was your audience into it? No, uh, well, they weren't laughing, but everyone was definitely like fucking glued to the screen. Uh, I got to tell you, I haven't. I was sweating so hard for um, for Brandy the pit bull because mm-hmm. like I didn't know there was a dog in this movie, Jarrett. And as soon as I saw that dog, I was like, "Uh oh, what's going to happen?" So I was sweating so hard because I was worried about Brandy. And like I haven't sweat like that since fucking Green Room. Um, but no, yeah, like no one was laughing when the women were getting beat up but everyone was like dialed in Uh, i also noticed that like my humor i think is different from what other people laugh or like other people's humor because there's like there were scenes in this movie where i would laugh but no one else was and i was like oh no one else thinks that's funny but it is and then there was other scenes where people were laughing and i was like i don't think this is funny uh my one example would be so after leo has his like uh his uh, missteps in his acting with Timothy Oliphant. Uh, and he goes to the trailer to like psych himself back up yep. and he comes out and he gives his like delivery. And then, uh, like the little girl comes up and she's like, that's the best acting I've ever seen. And you know how he's like crying because he's like, he's like, I fucking did it. I was like, I thought that was a really emotional scene and everyone in the theater was laughing. And I was like, why are you guys laughing? I was like, I don't get this. The only, the only other time I think something like that was like so obvious to me was, um, in the dark night when anytime Heath Ledger was on screen, everyone was always fucking laughing. And I, and like, in my mind, I was like, none of this is funny. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me, Jared. Maybe that's just me. But I thought that scene was really, was really nice because he was getting validation. I, I, I didn't see the humor in it. See that scene. All I think about was how it was, re- it, was, it, it was reminding me how good he is in Django Unchained. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like I think Which he's has, good in this too. He's okay. Like he's yep. it's like he's in this movie. <laughs> and he's like he's like the protagonist, mm-hmm. but yeah. you know. Yeah, he's okay. You know who was fucking like unrecognizable in this movie for me until I saw him I think like the third time on screen. I was like, "Holy fuck." It's like that's Emil Hirsch. I was like, "What happened to that dude? Dude lost a ton of weight." Did you see him? I, I, who's Emil? Did Hirsch? you see him? Who's that? Speed Racer. Into the Wild. You don't know Emil Hirsch? Speed Racer? Is he tech? Into the Wild? No, he's uh, he? Sharon, uh, Sharon Tate's um, like friend. Oh, uh, uh, Jay Seabrick. Oh, see, I have, yeah. no idea. I have no idea who that guy is. Well, that dude, I, I was like blown away. I was like, holy fuck, that's Emil Hirsch. No. I had no idea. Who is yeah. uh, your favorite cameo, Bruce Stern? Uh, or uh, Winters from Band of Brothers is Bullet? Is that one who it is? Who's who's uh who's Steve McQueen? Oh, that's fucking uh what's his what's his nuts? Yeah, what's, a, what's that actor's name? Uh, I have it right here. He, Hold he, on, because once you put that wig on, he's like he really uh, the guy from uh like all I could remember him from was um, uh, Dreamcatcher. Yeah, th- that dude. yeah yeah that dude that was okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll find his. He's he's like a really Damian Lewis. That's he's a really weird looking fucking guy. Yeah, like he has a very strange appearance. But yeah, he uh he's definitely Dreamcatcher. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't have any like revolutionary takes on it. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, Andrea was like so so on it. Mm-hmm. She like uh she likes all the obvious stuff, but she was kind of like well. She's like, it's not, I don't think it's as good as some of his other movies. I was like, yeah, that seems what like a lot of people are saying. 
Yeah. You know? Uh, how, how about the Spawn Ranch stuff? Uh, Spawn Ranch was awesome, uh, except for uh, Lena, Dunham, Lena Dunham, the sexual harasser, Lena Dunham. Did you see what she was doing? Poor Brad Pitt? Trying to make out on him and stuff? Yeah, that's what they do. That's their, their the honeypots. The honeypots? Yeah, bring, those, uh, bring yeah. those strapping men in for soldiers, for uh, mm-hmm. Helter Skelter, when they're all going to go live in the desert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Riding around dune buggies. Yeah, the uh, all the Spawn Ranch stuff was awesome. Like you said, all the all the Manson stuff is really good, but you don't. It's a uh, it's Tarantino's Manson stuff, it's right? Where it's like he's, he's, he's going to write the he's going to write the wrongs of reality. Yep. Yeah. Which I mean, I'm totally on board with too, because Andrew's like, so what? She's like, this whole movie is just a movie about two dudes, and then the ending is just by Holy, chance Hollywood. that yeah. the Mansons went to the wrong house, and I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's about it, man. Like They changed reality. They changed it, yeah. So I was on board with that. Any, I, I like Any uh, f- picks for music? Any any like, ooh, that was good. Um There's the one uh, the one bit of you the one use uh of California Dreaming is really good. Oh, the uh the slow down and re upped version where it's like it's the, one, the it's, acoustic it's, version. It's the um oh, what's the name of that guy? Jose or something like that. Fuck. I can't mm-hmm. remember. He's he's big big dude. Uh, goddamn. Anyway, that I think that was oh. like probably because usually that's the one thing is like the best Tarantino usually has some like pretty iconic use of music in it. And mm-hmm. I don't like this one kind of got there. And I was like, man, considering this has like unlimited access to like all the great music of that era. Oh, there was like mm-hmm. when we were watching it. There's like the use of uh, Mrs. Robinson in it, and, oh, it yeah. and and they purposely cut it out before yep. it gets to the chorus. And this fucking chud behind me. <laughs> Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Just finishing leave. it up well, for yeah, you? Uh, making sure that it didn't go incomplete. Mm-hmm. My God. Uh, the only the only music, I don't even remember what it was, but um, it's when it's when Brad Pitt first leaves Leonardo DiCaprio's house and he like peels out and he's driving real fast. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what the song is, okay. but I was like, it's it's from, it's been used in other movies before. And I was like, man. Like, that's a good placement. Uh, one thing that was weird, like I kept expecting, because they set it up like at the bottom of the hill that they live on. They kept mm-hmm. having like scenes where like cars are taking that corner really quick, mm-hmm. and then they never really go back to that. Maybe it was cut out. No, I don't think there's no point other than like when the car backs up slowly and it's chugging out smoke everywhere, yeah. and then like and you're like, oh, I thought that was going to turn into uh, a point because they they show it sp- explicitly. Yep. Like three times, and then they just never do it. And you're like, huh, that's yeah. odd. <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. Jose hey, Feliciano, your, that's the guy's name. What was your um, favorite fake Leo movie? The Where Eagles Dare style with the no, flamethrower? No, that was horrible. That looked what like was, yeah, what that, was that, that, that felt That was like where I was like, oh, this feels like uh, some Lester Tarantino right here. Because that, mm. does, that doesn't even look like the movies that were being made. I have no idea what he was going for It was like some that. Planet Terror stuff. Yep. Uh, I, I, think, I mean, I think I mentioned before Operation Dynamite or whatever it's called. The uh, We actually get the footage of it. I think that because that actually looks like what old grainy, uh, mm-hmm. but actually it's in full frame, so it's kind of like, well, that's what it looked like on VHS. It would have looked yep. it, it, like I've seen some beautiful restorations, so oh, Tarantino, you know better. But like, yeah, I found, I found that mm-hmm. the black and white, um, TV stuff didn't quite mm-hmm. look right, 
it, it looked fake, kind of. So, well, you're a nerd. Uh, but... Well, so he's, he's a bigger nerd than me. He should be doing. That's true. He should be doing better. See, that's uh, true. He yeah. is a bigger nerd yeah. than you. I liked the uh, red blood, red Indian with a uh, oh, Telly Savalas. Yeah, of course. Yeah, where's that poster? Oh, you know how cool that would be. That that was the one with Telly Savalas, right? I think. I yeah, one of the, it was at least in that area. It'll yeah. be it'll come through on a rewatch. Mm-hmm. So I I was into that. Who was your uh uh? What did you think of the Bruce Lee stuff? Apparently Bruce Lee's uh, daughter. Like, daughter had uh, some issues with oh, that. Whatever. No one. No one asked. Like, no one asked. Like, this is a fake movie. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Yeah. It's like yeah. Well, it's like the man. It's like they didn't not kill all those okay. people. I, I so guess the, like, I guess the thing up. though is like you go and do that scene, but then it's like not particularly amazing either <laughs> like it's just kind of like i don't know the the dude doing the tarantino dialogue it's like oh, okay it's mm-hmm. very like it's it's whatever it's tarantino jerking off dialogue stuff and then brad brad pitt gets to play the guy diffuses it and you get to hear him just like like i said the the sound design of him like getting thrown into the car was really good uh and the, and the, that, and the audience went oh yeah yeah people were into that and then there's no payoff and then you have uh zoe bell show up and do the zoe bell doing a Tarantino woman thing and Kurt Russell, not stuntman Mike or not even stuntman Bob. Yeah. I mean, but he was there and he was the narrator too. And he was the narrator for whatever reason. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, you know, there was other people in there. There was other, yeah. When, uh, Bruce Lee got thrown in that car, the whole theater laughed pretty much any Brad Pitt line. I, I did like the one after. They're like, "What are you doing?" Like, I was just showing this little prick. And was, my favorite line, uh, I think, actually, maybe my favorite line: "Don't cry in front of the Mexicans." Don't cry in front of the Mexicans. Yeah, yeah, you would like that one. That's you're the, you're the guy who's all excited right? about him killing those women. What? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's, it's uh, a very it's a very very uh, Tarantino line. Yeah, uh, I also uh, I I love that violence at the end. It was awesome. It was I, like what, I love I, seeing heads get smashed in. Yeah, it was just like he does it for laughs. You know, that's like kind of yeah. his thing. And he always and he, other than like because like Reservoir Dogs, it was shocking. Pulp Fiction, it was like like whoa, they just blew mm-hmm. that guy's head off in the back of the car, and it was funny. And ever since then, he's pretty well only ever done violence for laughs. Like yeah. it's never like oh shit, maybe what Kill Bill sh- during certain tones. It, mm. But yeah, what did you think about when Leo came out of the uh, the pool shat, uh, shed? With his uh, little toy, did your theater blow up? Because ours yeah. did. Yes. Yeah. People, like I said, people were really into it. Like, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, they're there they go, <laughs> burning the woman alive. <laughs> like, it's all like, it's so weird. Yeah, but she was a bad dude though. Like, she was there to kill them. That yeah. makes it better. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it? that's the idea. But it's like, but they never actually did. It was like self defense, and then it like went over because you know what they do in an alternate reality, and now they mm. just die as these crazy weird hippies. That no one will ever yep. talk about. The question, though, is RJ: What happens to Charles Manson afterwards? What happens in part two? What, do, what does, uh, does uh, Manson? I guess the thing is, like, it's kind of like, what happens in this alternate timeline? Well, I imagine he becomes the director of Starfleet in Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek movie. Oh, there you go. Right? Yep. Played there by you go. Bill Shatner. Well, or like Michael Madsen. Yeah. I don't know. It's okay. I'll watch it again. I'll probably wind up liking it more. 
just like it did with Inglorious Bastards. I don't know. It's it's like I it's said, good. Like, I, it wasn't bad. I'm, I'm, it's not a bad movie. Yeah. I enjoyed myself, but there's a lot of things where you're like, this movie's quite long. Yeah. I would say like even the worst Tarantino movie is still better than a lot of that yes. other oh, shit. God so damn. yeah, yeah. So it, it's like I I got nothing to complain about. Is it my favorite? No, not not really. But uh, I liked it. I'm gonna watch it again. No, you're not, because you don't you don't watch movies more than once. I go and watch it again. Nope. Eventually. Prove me wrong. I have seen Django once. Yeah. In theaters, and it was good. I liked it. Yep. Hey, did you watch any movies or not? Um, I watched Fungicide. Um, why? <laughs> I don't know. I need something on while I was doing other things. And I was like on my Ooh. laptop. This is a, a an RJ strategy. This is a real hour and a half movie. This is some mm-hmm. real shot on video, shitima, lo-fi, uh, like PlayStation One graphics, mushroom monster movie action. I saw like two, like one, at least one other person watch this this week. Recently. What's going on? Is fungicide like in the news or it's, something? It's in the news. It's it's a slow. It's summer. You know, people have a little bit of downtime here and there, and they're like, "I need something totally disposable that I don't need to feel committed about." Fungicide fills that. Mm. I've been told that we do the same. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. There's nothing really to say about fungicide. Just look up that movie poster nice. though, on Letterboxd. It's uh, this is movie, it good? No, no, no. Kind of looks like a mushroom. There's, there's like a wrestler in it. This, some jobber like wrestler skeleton? guy who's like talking about being on the road, drops some pro wrestling insider terms. And then there's like military man and they, they're fighting mushroom men either in like bad mushroom costumes or they're fighting nothing. And then they inserted like graphical mushroom men that just blow up into like spores, like digital mm-hmm. spores. And it, that's, it's kind of remi- actually reminded me a lot of, uh, Uwe Boll's house of the dead. If you ever, uh, mm-hmm. check that Oui-y. one out. Yeah. Uve? So what of uh, Dave Wascovog's movies are you going to watch next? Oh, I know there was like a Sasquatch movie in there and some other mm-hmm. uh, trash. Not, but none. Not, not at oh, this time none? anyway. Maybe maybe when I'm really desperate come uh, Creeptober, which is fast approaching, RJ. Mm. I know. I have my list done. Should I send it your way? No. You, you, you don't get any more movies. Give me your movies. No. I'll watch them. No. Never. I have to get my list together so I make sure I line up all those Blu-rays so they're here for me when I need them. Do my stuff. No. Or I know where you live, and I'll give your address out to the fans. And they'll come up here and they'll straw dogs you. Have you ever heard of Full Force, RJ? Uh, vaguely. I, I believe a friend of the show, Ryan Nagel, watched it. I think it popped up on his thing. He did. And then you told me that he said it was a Jarrett pick this is true was he accurate um, was it a, is it uh i don't know much about it well but based on the poster it looked like jeff town uh yeah it kind of falls into that realm but mm-hmm. so okay full force from what i gather uh it's a documentary by but made by this youtube dude ian carter who's got some name like i dubs or something like that. This guy's got okay. millions of views on his videos. This thing in like a day had like 5.8 million views. <laughs> so he's got, and this is an hour long. I don't know how many of those people actually watched this fucking thing, but full force is about this kid uh, mm. who goes by airsoft fatty. I think that's his user handle. Nice. He is a grotesquely obese young man 
who like lives in just like gummo esque kind of lands, mm-hmm. and he's a YouTube or like online mini meme figure. He makes these videos with him uh, doing Star Wars videos, and they just make him in their backyard over and over again, lightsaber duels, stuff like that. Some video of his went uh, viral of him like falling ass backwards, landing, squelching out. Hmm. And then at the end of the video, it's like, oh, Wait, I, I think I think squelching out? Squeal! Because he's, oh, okay. he's a big fat kid. And then at the very, very end, he makes some comment about, I, I think I shit myself. And everyone nice. goes, oh, man, look at this horrible fat kid he's talking about shitting himself look how poor he is isn't that cool and so that was the so it is like jeff town so so that's the starting point of this documentary of this Mm -hmm. guy this ian carter guy who's whose face is way too much in this thing i i've never i have no idea who this kid is he's like in his like i don't know mid to late 20s no just i really unappealing face and voice and character and i have no idea like sounds like jared he's trying to act like he's uh into this thing or he's like making fun of it and he can't decide what he's doing exactly he, mm. he's like i don't know i don't think he's really pretending that he cares about this shit but he's like it's there's they're always cutting back to him talking to us and in narrating things uh mm. it gets old real fast um and then yeah we get this story arc of sorts involving um airsoft fatty and uh, who his former best friend, I think his name is Robert, and apparently they had a falling out. They used to do these uh, their videos of them really going at each other with lightsabers. But this mm-hmm. Robert kid, he went a little, he went a little too full force, which is the title of one of the oh. videos where he, he hits too hard. And then we get an interview post falling out with Robert, and Robert is, I've seen this kid many a times in my life. These kids exist out there, especially Bad when you kids? work at, oh yeah, especially when you work at a, a comic store. Um, th- actually, and so the be- yeah. the one thing I well, missed, the one thing I skipped over here is these kids, they talk a lot about Yu-Gi-Oh. And let me tell you, mm. uh, I've uh, sold a Yu-Gi-Oh pack here and there. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been around and run a Yu-Gi-Oh card tournament uh, mm-hmm. here and there. And yeah, there's Yu-Gi-Oh kids. And these kids, these kids are Yu-Gi-Oh kids. And this kid Robert, this kid Robert is one would be one that you'd be calling problematic. He'd be one where you're like, better keep my eye on that one. That one seems like he's troubled. What do you mean, keep your eye on that one, Jared? What are you doing to the people that shop at you, the patrons of your store? Not not much. Things usually work themselves out, fortunately. Mm But uh, yeah, this Robert kid, he's he's fucked. He's a fucked kid, and it's like only a matter of time till he's in jail. And uh, mm. so we get to see them like have a, a reunion battle, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's about it. You get to see the 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 squalor that uh, airsoft fatty lives in. Uh, there's lots of cats and cat shit, and just mm. he has a one of his uh, videos he does. He does like, cooking shows, and uh, yeah, I oh, mean, I, I, and I've heard you like fat people who do cooking shows so maybe that's uh, i like one well maybe you like two i like one of them why why, why stop at one uh so yeah full force you would think that it would be more in my nebula but i have a lot of apprehension about it mostly because of the this 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 host this guy seems like Mm. someone i just wouldn't like and him constantly interjecting and narrating it's just awful sounds like someone else i know yeah i think maybe the reason you didn't like this was because it's so much like you it's that you, you should, can't you, separate yourself from you, it. you should watch full force rj 
I watched Jeff Town. Um, that, I think I'm okay. That's a whole, whole, that's a whole other story. It's a whole other can yeah. of beans. Yeah, because because Airsoft Fatty, he has some self awareness. What about Jeff Town? No, <laughs> Jeff Town does not have those awareness. Contrary to some people saying, I think he's faking it. Well. That's why I didn't like Jeff Town is because everyone well, was uh, taking if, advantage of any, Jeff. I don't know if anyone likes Jeff Town, <laughs> but uh, well, it's pretty hard to like that movie. But it's yeah. uh, it's a, kind of a rite of passage. Full of force, I, though. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's crazy to me how many views this thing has and how like there's an entire like pe- people apparently know this person, the guy who directed mm-hmm. it, and like it's it's wild. It's wild. Maybe, maybe you're not like uh, YouTube enough. I, oh, a hundred percent, I'm not. Yeah, maybe if you were more YouTube, you'd be in it. But I also think this is maybe like it could be full force colon the Jared Duncan story. I, I was maybe or um, how I am a spaz kid. N- N- Nagel can uh, write in maybe maybe he knows this clear this, up some things. He, maybe he knows this YouTube channel thing. He's a, he he's a big YouTuber, so he yeah. probably has some insider information yeah. on what's going on. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm not alone in like finding this dude's. Uh, online personality, but it's like fuck online personalities, YouTube personalities. It's like, yeah, you're, you're just encouraged to be your worst. So I don't know. Maybe that's the point, I guess. Huh? Yeah, that's the point. Uh, and then cool. all I really watched RJ is Sam Peckinpah movies. Were you going to talk about them or are you going to, you just going to like, well, I'm, I'm going to say, no, there's too much to talk about with, if I yeah. bring it into the main part, but, but I'm going to say that Sam Peckinpah, he's a guy that runs hot and cold for me. He is either like fucking knocking it out of the ballpark or just what? fucking shit in the bed. Give an example of a shit the bed kind of Peckinpah. Uh, for me, Major Dundee. I went into this movie. It's got that Charlton Heston. Uh, yeah. On paper, this sounds like it could be pretty cool. It's basically about a, a bunch of uh, union men bringing some mm-hmm. Confederate men behind, like, or into like unclaimed Mexico to find some rootin' tootin' evil Apaches. I don't know Apaches. Yeah, or <laughs> one of those one of the, one of the bad guy Indians uh, who are like what are slow- the good guy Indians? I don't know your Cree, your Sioux, your. Like, the ones that we have good, not not the warrior ones that are just like fucking raiding and killing innocent people because God knows no white man has ever harmed a hair on an innocent wow. uh, First Nations man's head ever. So you, you major, know I've major, heard... major Dundee though, oh man. So this movie is I don't know. It's just a slog. I didn't give a fuck about anything going on in this movie whatsoever. And I'm like, usually it's got a usually his movies win me over pretty quick, but I've like. I watched some documentaries talking about his westerns. It seems like a lot of people had the same reaction to this movie as I did. Uh, if mm. if he didn't go on to make Wild Bunch, no one would ever talk about Major Dundee. Mm. But but then he made Wild Bunch, and Wild and? Bunch RJ Wild Bunch is fucking awesome. And what else can you add about the Wild Bunch, Jared? What can because I add? some people don't like the Wild Bunch. Like who? I don't know. I heard one person one time in one one area was like, I don't know if I like the Wild Bunch. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't know. I mean, if you don't like Westerns, I suppose, that would uh, mm. definitely make it a tall order. I think the first time I watched Wild Bunch, I wasn't too crazy about it. Sure. Um, that was like, I was in high school and really like, I was like, ugh, Westerns. And people were like, oh, if you watch if you watch one Western, it should be the Wild Bunch. And then you were like, or not. <laughs> like you had to like probably be kind of into Westerns to like really get why Wild Bunch was a, uh, 
a revolution. <laughs> Do you think Quentin Tarantino likes the Wild Bunch? Pretty sure he does. How come Warren Oates wasn't in uh, this uh, Hollywood movie? Wild Bunch? No, in Quentin Tarantino's. Because he's dead. <laughs> yeah, but why didn't they recast him? Um, if you could recast Warren Oates right now, who would it be? You. Good. I agree. There you go. I also think I look like Warren Oates. And not Euron Greyjoy from Game of Thrones. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, you've seen that Wild Bunch. You know Wild I Bunch. I have. Is, it's got some power. It, uh, so the yep. whole movie, it's a big build. Robert Ryan, who's like a guy that... When I watched this the first time, I didn't really know Robert Ryan from anybody else. And now that I've seen a whole bunch of Robert Ryan movies, watching those noirs and shit, mm. I'm like, yeah, he's awesome in this. Like, he's really good. Um, mm. oh, William Hurt. Not William I don't Hurt. even know who that is now. Robert, Robert Ryan? Ryan. Yeah, exactly. He's kind of like a... He's in Dirty Dozen. He's like the one uh, the one corporal who's trying to bust the whole operation down. No idea. Now he's got a big old stash. I don't know. He's a good dude. Good in which way? Yeah. All the ways. Yeah, so William okay. Holden. Uh, yeah, out- outstanding. You'll remember him from Network. Another uh, banger. Would I? Yeah, no, you probably not. Oh, okay. you, you, know, you know new people. I know old people. I know a couple old guys. You ever heard of... Um... Ernest Borgnine. I am aware of his works. Duke, mm. Duke here in Wild Bunch. He is more. He is. He's so. He's so happy. He's such a cheerful man. Well, be I it, mean, be it him taking an RV. Yeah. Be it, I don't know, uh, raping women in Hanny Calder. Mm. Who, Ernest Borgnine? Yeah. Did he rape people in Hanny Calder? Hanny Calder. Yeah, he did. I don't remember that. I thought he was. I think he Shit. Did. Yeah. Was that him? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. It have I mean, well, Jared, I mean, when you're that attractive, you you have to expect that kind of attention. Oh boy. Too much revenge for you. That's what they say. That's what they say, Jared. So yeah, Wild Bunch I think would be a worthy addition to the Criterion collection. Ooh. Yeah, I I would like to rewatch it cuz I watched it a long time ago, and I don't really remember. Uh, then speaking of running cold, Ballad of Cable, Cable Hoog. Uh, mm, I don't know James, that is. James Robard. Uh, again, this movie, it's better than Major Dundee, but it, I don't know, it's kind of going for this metaphor. <laughs> you And you, I know how much you like metaphors. So the mm. movie opens up with um, James Robard looking for some water. Couple of his couple of guys he's working with, they've gone, they've come back to tell him about water, where water is. But in fact, they haven't. They've come to basically just take his stuff and leave him for dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. He wanders around. The opening credits uh, go over him wandering around trying to find water. And then there comes a point where you just assume that he's probably died, but then he actually finds water. And everyone's telling him that's impossible. There's no water in that area. Some people in the stagecoach come come along. He uh, gets this idea, I'm going to open up a, a, a way station here so people can fill up and have some water before they reach town because it's the middle of nowhere. And everyone tells him, that's impossible. You'll never do it. It's got David Warner in it as a priest who we'll see again, mm-hmm. that old David Warner. Uh, that's one thing that's uh, kind of nice about Peckinpah. He's got his um, stable of actors that he draws upon. A Warren Oates, for say, or uh, an R.G. R- G. Armstrong. A who? R.G. Armstrong. Not to be confused with R.J. Balog, but... Well, I mean, we're almost the same guy. He's got a... So this Cable Hogue, he's got a love interest, and hmm. he's just showing everyone how to do things right, but it also comes off as, like, 
is he dying? Is he imagining this as he dies? And in the way the movie ends, you're like, yeah, maybe it is. This is a ballad, the ballad of Cable Hogue. It's nothing special. Completely, I, I don't know. There's a reason why no one talks about this one too, too much. I've got the, I had, I have these DVDs though of them in a set. Just get clearing up these movies, these gaps of mine of Peck and Paw. And then I, cop, well, I capped it all yeah. off though. Skipped around. With? We'll be talking about Star Dogs later. But I capped it off with Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. Ooh, baby. I heard that's got Ernest Borgnine in it. It does not, but it does have Warren Oates. Oh. It's got the, the general from Wild Bunch. He reprises mm-hmm. uh, a role, or not, he, re- he reappears. As um, the general from the uh, Wild Bunch? He's kind of, he's a El Jefe. El Jefe. You talking some Godfather stuff over there, Jared? The boss? <laughs> the boss. You talking about the boss, Jared? I'm talking about Boss Baylog. El Jefe. El Jefe. Jefe is what I say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell me about Alfredo Garcia, man. Have you you seen that bringing me the head? Yes, I have. You uh, forced me to watch that, I believe. Probably. It's, it's a good show. It's, it's a gooder. Uh, it's, it's a good it's, show. It's kind of a sloppy 70s kind of movie, but mm-hmm. it's it's unlike any other movie. Uh, it's, it's about a lounge singer who uh, gets paid or uh, is offered a bounty on the head of a man named Alfredo Garcia who's knocked up El Jefe's daughter. Huh? And uh, so she's going to have this baby, but uh, El Jefe, he wants Alfredo Garcia dead. He wants his head delivered. So Who wouldn't? So some dudes are dispatched. They send uh, Benny, Benny the lounge singer played by more notes out to go grab it. He gets a good tip that Alfredo Garcia is actually dead. He's already died. So he's like, well, mm-hmm. shit, it's the easiest money I'll ever make. I'm going to go dig up his body, <laughs> fucking cut his head off, and I'm going to bring him to Mexico. Or at least to the the third party, because he doesn't know about that back half stuff. And mm-hmm. then and then the violence, shitty things. Chris Christopherson, he's a rapist. He, or attempted, it's just, attempted It's just all rapist, over, isn't attempted, it? Attempted. Um Mm, I'm yeah. I'm sick of these spaghetti westerns glamorizing rape. There's Jared. like this like thing going on in the 70s, I guess, of like homosexual hitmen because there's like ones in this movie, mm. and then there's like the one James Bond movie that's got them too. It's another it's another pair, but I think that Detective Pikachu movie has that also. Uh oh. I'm I mean I haven't seen you it. Haven't, I'm just I, that's I, just what I've heard. And I, you were supposed to be a Pikachu fan. I thought you loved that Pokemon. <laughs> I do like them Pokemons, but I don't go to the theater. I just went to that Quentin movie. That was it. No. I'm Al Pacino. Oh. But yeah. So yeah, bring me the head. It's got a, I don't know. So I watched this like Twilight Time Blu-ray. That was the only way to Mm -hmm. watch it. Region 1 for a while. But now there's an Arrow Region B version that's like supposed to be way better, which pisses Mm -hmm. me off. But maybe next year when the rights for the Twilight Time one lapses, the Arrow can swoop in there with their better version and i'll just rewind up buying it again how many times do you double dip on movies do you think depends on the movie there's some movies i could give a shit about other ones though that they're like a cruising for instance i'll double dip on that all day long yeah i agree bring me the head i agree. see bring me the head kind of fits into that same nebula as cruising these really strange ambitious movies that are unlike anything else just like on mm-hmm. those merits uh they just they go up a level because there's definitely things in bring me the head that are like they're a little slow but uh, those high points in the movie are so good. It outweighs those maybe mo- those weaker moments. And even like Wild Bunch, like it, it takes a while for it to ramp up. But it's all building up the characters. And uh, then it gets like the, the big heist on the train is pretty great. And then the, the conclusion of the movie, I love it. It's so awesome. 
If you haven't seen Wild Bunch, you should watch it, people. Check it out. Maybe they shouldn't. I don't know. I don't know. Watch. Maybe just watch uh, Fungicide. I might watch Fungicide. Yeah, that seems more your speed. No, I know. Hey, RJ, got any news you want to spread? Um, No. No. I heard that new It movie is going to be two hours and 50 minutes. What course, do you think of that? Of course, because of course it is. Yep. M- movies have to be forever now. Like they never yep. end. Why? Oh, but uh, hey, how about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood might become a Netflix miniseries. How about uh, that? How about that prediction? That's dumb. <laughs> that's dumb. Why? Who gives a shit? Stop it. Stop it. Disney Plus is going to come out. You think we'll get it in Canada? Uh, probably. If Disney Does that mean we'll get Hulu finally? No. 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 Oh, okay. God, no. Well, Canada sucks, I guess. We do. Horrible, yeah. horrible place. Horrible. Anyways. Shameful. Huh? Yeah, I got nothing. Okay, well, let's just do it then. Oh, uh, fuck. After the break, I don't know. We're uh, going to go buy a bear trap. And do what with it? From uh, a guy named Chekhov. What? It'll pay off later. You've had your fun. I'll give you one more chance. And if you don't clear out now, there'll be real trouble. I mean it. This is David Sumner. All his life, he's been running away, turning his back on trouble, involvement, and confrontation. Until now. There are five men out there. I know that. He took his wife and fled to an English country town. There was once a time... Mrs. Sumner, when you are ready to beg me for it. Take your hands off me. What's it doing? Hmm? Hmm? It's an animal. He thought he could find peace and refuge. Instead, he found that a man can't hide forever. I care. This is where I live. No! No! 
I will not allow violence against this house. Sam Peckinpah, who uncaged the Wild Bunch, now unleashes Dustin Hoffman in Straw Dogs. And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast. And tonight mm-hmm. we're talking about Straw Dogs mm-hmm. from 1971, directed by Sam Peckinpah. And correct me if I'm wrong, RJ, but this mm-hmm. is the only entry thus far for Mr. Peckinpah. Uh, I think you are wrong. He did that movie Almost Heroes, starring oh, uh, Chris Farley. Right. And that that's Spine a Thousand, I think. Oh, yeah, damn. I'm not totally, I'm not 100%, but I'm, I'm pretty confident. The tagline for this film, <laughs> sometimes a man is forced to defend his honor. What? Oh, I mean, I guess, but... David Sumner, a mild-mannered academic from the United States, marries Amy, an English woman. In order to escape a hectic stateside lifestyle, David and his wife relocate to the small town in rural Cornwall, where Amy was raised. There, David is ostracized by the brutish men of the village, including Mm -hmm. Amy's old flame, Charlie. Eventually, the taunts escalate, and two of the locals rape Amy... (laughs) This sexual uh, wait 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 wait. This sexual assault awakes a shockingly violent side of David. No, it doesn't. That's yeah. That's uh. He doesn't even know about it. Not not till the very very end. Well, yeah. He, he picks up on some things. Anyways, uh, yeah. so that's a, mm. a, a again another uh, flawed classic synopsis. Classic man. I don't know who. So how do you how do you write the uh, synopses on uh, Letterboxd? Who's in charge of that? Uh, anybody. Anybody. You or I could do it. We could fix it. We could be part of the solution rather than just complaining on our podcast. So it's Wikipedia style. You can go in there and just fix yes. it. Yeah. You said how do you the, do that? The moviedb.org. I don't want to do that. Okay. So RJ, this movie Straw Dogs. Uh, mm-hmm. It's based on a novel. What's the novel called? The Siege of Trencher's Farm by one Gordon Williams. I like Straw Dogs better. Do you know what Straw Dogs is in reference to? I'm aware of Straw Dogs. I'm aware of Straw Men arguments. Uh, I've read some critical inquiry propositions. I know what Straw Dogs are all about. Are, Are you aware? Well, I won't be after watching this film, but I will be after I watch the 2011 remake, which explicitly explains the meaning of its own title, which is always they, my favorite moment in any movie ever. When they say what they mean? Yeah. So I uh, I actually wasn't paying attention in the remake very good. We'll get there. But uh, did they did they actually describe? Did they, like, yes. define it right? Okay. Yeah. They, they, they Like, the guy, Mr. Director, screenwriter, mm. Rod Lurie, he has a scene where his Hollywood screenwriter explains Straw Dogs via... A Wikipedia entry, essentially. Out loud, though, because he just knows this stuff. Nice. Yeah, but nice. ceremony and after their day in the sun, their use is meaningless. Yeah, we all we all know there. But it's in reference specifically to the the louts, the townies. The glory days of footballing. The glory days. You know, I've heard people describe this podcast as a straw dog. Would you? No. So, RJ, oh, okay. it's based on yes? a novel. Uh, okay, cool. This movie, Straw Dogs, I've seen a few times. I've got this uh, on that big, thick DVD that they oh. put out way back when it came out. From Criterion? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. 
Yeah, I think that's about the only way you could watch it. Maybe I'm forgetting about an old, old DVD, but I mm-hmm. I hope not. Anyways, uh, so I've had this one in the collection for a while. I, I was glad mm-hmm. to say that when I popped it in on DVD, it still looked pretty good. I think it is now on Blu-ray, okay. so there's that. Um, and this is a movie that I've always had a, a fondness for, for as much as one can be fond of Straw Dogs. Kay. This is a movie. Uh, actually... One thing I'll throw out there, too, the last few weeks, I've been watching Dustin Hoffman movies, kind of like forgetting that he's in Straw Dogs, but also forgetting that this is only his, like, fourth movie, like, real Mm -hmm. movie, and it's because his first real movie was The Graduate, and then he followed that up with Midnight Cowboy, then he's got, like, something in between there, but then Straw Dogs, and I'm like, fuck. I think Meet the Parents is in between there. So... that's, yeah. that's pretty crazy to me. That's like that's quite a career. This guy was uh, picking and choosing some interesting stuff. Do you think so? Yeah, I think that's uh, that's well, a that's a pretty good streak. I mean, uh, I was also watching the on the special features of this DVD. There was a uh, on on set interview with uh, Dustin Hoffman during filming, and it has such a different feel to it now than like when actors are interviewed now where they're mm. just like I'm so happy to be working here Sam Peckinpah he's just a visionary you know it's like <laughs> he, it's just like all like, was that shit they put in front of the movies mm-hmm. and theaters all that crap with like just these guys who are like being polite with talking boxes that, that are just like I'm a fa- yeah. I'm a failed actor let me ask you questions about your craft and uh, but I'm, I might still mm. make it one day but well, it's, it's all that shit where it's just like, well, this is probably the best movie I've ever worked on. It's like, mm-hmm. and they're like, wow, that sounds great. And yeah. it's just like, well, yeah, no shit. Yeah. So when you get to hear like Dustin Hoffman lounging around in the grass uh, on location and just like talking about how he approaches these movies, it's just like, oh, it's so authentic. And this guy seems mm-hmm. to be like really in his own head and thinking about how he chooses things, what he finds interesting. And not in a way where like, yeah, this was a good career move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, do you, straw dogs. Do you think his best career move would have been Hook or what? Oh man, that, there's the that's the nineties. There there comes a turn for uh, Mr. Hoffman. Okay, oh yeah, if, the, the the movie I was forgetting that was in between there was a uh, little big man from old Arthur Penn. Okay. Okay. Last Dustin Hoffman thing between Tootsie, Rain Man, and Hook. What's the best one? Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> that movie's not, I don't even think that movie's very good. Hook, Hook's so good. No. <laughs> Get what, after oh, it, what, No, How about Dick Tracy, huh? Nah. Oh, come on. Dick Tracy's horrible. Just I, like I, would, I would rather watch Hook all day, every day. I, I would rather watch Warren Beatty uh, direct himself with Madonna, with Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about Al Pacino? Anyways, what about Straw Dogs, Straw dude? Straw Dogs. Is that a good show? So... This movie opens up with David, old mm-hmm. Dusty himself, with Amy. Mm-hmm. They're uh, in this small little village, Cornwall. And, uh, you know, he's buying, he's getting himself some supplies for the new house. And he's getting himself, he's got himself a bear trap. <laughs> As you do. Why? Because he's interested in it. He, says he thought that was really cool. He went thrifting. And uh, he's like, hey, okay. you don't see one of those all the time. So he grabs mm-hmm. it. And we have a nice setup. We're like, when's the when's what's the bear trap doing right now? When's the bear trap gonna happen? Oh, there it goes. Finally. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. So uh get some glances, some maybe even more than glances from Charlie, the old flame. 
more than a glance, you say. Yeah. We had a little My bit God. of like, yeah, you liked it when I was rough with you. You liked to be told what you, you did. You're like, that's what you say to old girlfriends. That's, that's, that's I mean, that might be what you say to old yeah. girlfriends. That, that's, I've heard, I've seen you in public. Yeah, that's typical. Uh, we yep. get introduced to Uncle Tom, who seems like a good dude when he's yep. getting very, very angry very quickly, breaking his like bartender's like glass with his own hand. I didn't see a problem with that scene. I thought that was a completely normal way to react to that. Yeah. Uh, we get David, who is very like, oh, violence. Oh, because he's, <laughs> he's, he's a man of math. 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 What a nerd. So, I mean, I right? like, do you have a problem, RJ? Maybe this is a, a contemporary problem where, like, characters' uh, in, jobs somehow pay, play into the screenplay of a movie. We kept thinking, oh, um, how is math going to tie into the plot? <laughs> Well, I thought it did in numerous ways. Like he, the math he was of a, shooting people? He's a cold, calculated be, man. Be, beating people with uh, fire pokers? I imagine, like, in, in that in the final scenes, uh, I thought that what he was doing was very calculated, Jer. He was like, I know exactly what I'm doing. I have this, I got this house handled. I got it. And I thought that right. that was his math. After, after, after he's uh, gone over the edge. I, I believe, yeah, after he gone, has gone over the edge. I believe, Jared, actually, I think the plural to math is just maths. Maths. And I think someone was like, that doesn't sound right. That sounds like the wrong way to say it. But I think that's actually right. You ever do maths? Yeah, I've done some maths. And yeah? S- and some maths. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, straw dogs. Yes. Uh, they get out there. They're mm-hmm. getting their roof done on the, her on Susan George's uh, old dad's old place. It's all fallen, rotten to seed, gone to seed. And we get introduced to the lead mm-hmm. rapist, soon to be lead rapist. Um, he's got that look. And then there's like a rat catcher. Just all the the horrible met- all the, crew. the horrible mugs of uh, rural England th- mm-hmm. that we all know to love. This kind of fits mm-hmm. into like that subgenre for me of like Shane Meadows movies, Come to England. It's just like these movies that you'd put in like a, a really bad travel brochure, like yep. naked. You're like, come, come to England, come or come to Scotland and see Ratcatcher. Come. What would Canada's be? Things. Mother or what was that movie? Things. Mommy. Things. Oh, the horror movie things. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, so I don't know. What do you think of David and Amy's relationship in this movie? Do you think it's got a solid base? Do you do you see why they got married in the first place? Does does it seem like they're a good match? Well, I mean, I actually understand this thing quite a bit because this happens with many people, and it's one of those things where I think you, from an outsider perspective, you're like, I wonder why these people are like together, and then you see like little moments, and you're like, oh, okay. There is a spark, but also they don't really, you know, they don't really go together there, Jarrett. There's certain things. Do, do, do you see divorce in the future? I mean, that happens. It's a, ah. it's, a, it's a common thing in life. 50% of marriages end in divorce, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People sometimes shouldn't get together, but like from the outside, you're like, whoa, that's not a good, that's not a good mix. And so here mm-hmm. you're kind of like, huh, I don't really see it. Like Amy seems pretty young and like wants a lot of attention, but here she is. She's married this like studious sexy Dustin Hoffman. Cause apparently Dustin Hoffman is very, very sexual in like all his like early films, maybe not so much as Ratso, 
but definitely in the graduate and marathon man, he just like doesn't do much. And suddenly ladies are just like mm-hmm. all about him. Just, I always thought he was a sexual being. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, you're kind of like, oh, what? But why? It's supposed to be like he's working. He's working and she wants to like, hey, let's hang out. Let's do stuff. And she's like, he's like, nah. So there's like these little passive aggressive things where she's, there's the chalkboard where they're kind of thick, where they're, uh, they're, that- Hmm. That made me absolutely furious. The, the erasing? The, oh, yeah. The, the gum? Yeah, his his expression. Don't you do it. Are you? When he first sees like the change from the what, was she plus. Mess, was, she, was she messing around? The addition to the subtraction. Is she playing with me? Is she messing around? What is this horse shit? Uh, so Andrea tells me I work too much, which I probably do. I can acknowledge that. But uh, she knows not to... Uh, touch my stuff there's this ongoing joke or or will you break her neck well i wouldn't put it that way i mean if you have a fall you have a fall Hmm. uh no she knows it's an ongoing joke with us it's uh i don't like my touch being stuck or my stuff being touched or your touch being stuffed or my touch being stuffed yeah but we respect each other's um space each other's boundaries and uh you know it's a great way to stay in shape so we're doing okay Great. Yep. <laughs> so we're doing okay. So these two, they're having, uh, they're, they, they have some good moments, but in this movie, it seems like they're kind of like, oh, things aren't going amazingly. And then you've got these dudes, you have these assholes and these guys are just like awful human beings. Garrett Duncan kind of guys. Oh yeah. These are my, the dude. one these, is, these, these are my that dudes. dude who's always sitting on the roof eating a sandwich. Oh. That's such a Jarrett. <laughs> Every time I saw him, I was like, oh, that's Jarrett for sure. Yeah, with his uh, cap. That one. Oh yeah. No, oh yeah, f- yeah. Future rapist there. Who him? I, th- I don't know. Well, there's two. There's two guys. They all have hats. Cause it's yeah. It's fucking England. Hey, so, do you ever wear this, a hat? so this movie's dreary, miserable. Oh. The the bog trotting boots. Uh, uh-huh. A staple of this part of the world, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you get introduced to like this like side character, like absolutely this like little minor thing. David Warner. He seems to be playing like the kind of the palsied alleged pedophile who everyone's like afraid of. Now there's no clear reason. Like it seems like everyone though, like even Amy, she's like, no, that guy, like, why isn't that guy locked up? I thought they were going to do something about him and mm-hmm. he's still lumbering around and everyone just shits on him. He's the real, he's the pariah of the town. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but there's this, this young jailbait young woman, the, uh, daughter of uncle Tom, mm-hmm. wh- who's like kind of protected over by her brother who mm-hmm. uh, initially I was like, are they like, is that, his bo- is that her boyfriend? But it's like, no, that's her brother. No, I guess. it's one of those other deals. Yeah. So there's hanging around keeping an eye on her. Cause you know, she, she's like, Oh, she's kind of got those Lolita things going on. And everybody's like, cause they're all perps. Mm-hmm. They're all like, wow, oh, man, the things that cross my mind, let alone what other men must think about her. We all got to keep an eye on her. Cause she's, uh, she's wanting attention. Even she's like hitting on fucking David. She thinks something was cross. I, I find it interesting the way you phrase that, Jared. What was crossing your mind when you looked at her? A character in a movie? Mm, don't. I, I guess that's good. Don't incriminate yourself here. You don't want to say anything yeah. too, uh, no. too suspect. Well, it's a good thing I'm not going to be a school teacher. That's probably very good. Yeah. Uh, if I was you, I just wouldn't even be around any public situation at all. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So... You're talking about uh, this guy who uh, nobody likes. Yeah, things things just kind of start escalating just a little sure. bit. But David's sure, very passive aggressive. You know, he's like mm-hmm. kind of not a, he's avoiding conflict, and then um, eventually, 
there's a there's a dead cat. Yes. And there's also up to this point, I'm sure this is a well trodden uh, territory, where uh, David seems not to be a big fan of the cats. Uh, I didn't much care for the treatment of the animals in this movie at all. Mm-hmm. Any of them, mm-hmm. even my rat brethren, who they, I'm just they mostly just get tossed into places. Yeah, but have you ever been thrown in through a window? Like, yes. To yes, put it put it in like <laughs> equivalent yourself to them, where it's like where how far they would be thrown in mm-hmm. for you. So that'd be like a 15, 20 foot drop. Just that's you know, fine. they're fine. They're not fine. Uh, and I also, uh, I'm just going to lay it out there. I had issue with that because in my mind, I said, where the fuck is this guy getting live rats that he's pulling out of his pocket he's and rat. can just talk? He's the well, I, I, I realize he earlier, he says, he's like, I feel closer to rats than people. Rat, rat like, man. He's rat, rat man. Yeah, he's rat but man. But would he just keep them in his pockets? <laughs> like, what does he do? He's got what does his, he do, Jeremy? He's, he's got them uh, stored away. Where? His bag of holding. What? Yeah, you figure you figure it out. So what? cat gets killed, gets strung yes. up, and it's like, oh shit shit's getting weird. And then Amy's like, mm-hmm. what, wow, what the fuck? It's like this is a sign. And it's like, you gotta do something about this, you cowardly piece of shit. <laughs> and David's like, Well, I'm gonna trick him. I'm gonna I'm gonna set him up. And then um he kind of blames that like Amy brings this bowl of cat milk out with uh, the rest of their drinks to, is why he doesn't like go along with it. And then he gets invited out to go hunting. He's like, Oh yeah, that sounds like a good idea. But uh, you know, maybe when I go out hunting, I'll, I'll ask her, I'll ask them about it then. Yeah. 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 Like all these little excuses, all these subtle mm-hmm. little things. But of course this is all ploy to get David out of the house, even though whatever David was there, wasn't there. It seems like uh, these dudes could arrange they whatever they wanted. Anyways. Yeah. Like old Charlie. He pays Amy a visit. He starts uh, using his uh, his aggressions to put Amy into a, a terrible position and uh, rapes her. And uh, there's sort of like, I've watched this movie a few times and I remember like for whatever reason, the second time she seemed to be more welcoming to it. And it's kind of like nebulous how they play it with that particular bit. But like, it's like, oh, like, is this something that she's okay with? Or is this playing with like the complexity with these sort of things? I don't know. It's not mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's not like, I don't feel it's like very exploitative there. And then go on. And then the other shoe drops as uh Charlie and her, they're kind of laying together post coitus. Uh, and then, and, Char- then, and then Charlie has a, a, a shotgun or a rifle put on him, point blank. Doesn't matter. And he's kind of like, by lead rapist, he's told to get mm-hmm. up. And he kind of like, okay. And he holds her down. And she's like, oh, what's going on? Huh? And then she realizes real quick what's happening. And you're like, oh. What happens, Jared? She gets raped. And then... Old, yep. old David is left out in the the meadow where he's killing birds, what pheasants or some shit. Um, is that metaphorical? Jared? Well, so he killed, so he kills one, and he goes over, finds it, and so I read that scene as he felt bad about killing it, but yes, I, was, I did too. And but when I was watching a documentary with David Old Dustin, he was saying that like it was about because at that moment he realized he really enjoyed it. And he felt bad about that. And then he put it back there. 
I think that's a bit of a reach. But that's what he says. Like, that's what he and, That's how he thought. But in my mind, I was like, because I don't know. I also have a very specific memory about, like, my dad telling me about, like, yeah. going hunting with my grandfather, like, on my mom's side. Like, they lived on a farm. And he, like, I think he, like, shot a squirrel. And he felt horrible. He felt so bad about it. Like, and he's like, oh my God. Like, because he's never killed anything like that before. And he was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. this sucks. Like, this is shitty. And, and so, in my mind, that's like the image that's kind of filled in that relationship or that emotional beat. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's why he leaves it. Because he's like, oh, I, he's so ashamed of it. But it's like, well, I guess, like, because of that interview, though, he's like, oh, he felt ashamed of it, not because he felt guilty about killing it. Because he doesn't seem to really give a shit about the cat for the most part. He's like kicking the cat, throwing oranges at the cat. Because he's just like, this, mm-hmm. this cat's just annoying all the time. I'm not a big fan of cats. And so with this animal, he's like, oh, he's a 70s man. He doesn't care about animals. He's like the filmmakers about these movies. He doesn't care. And he was, But he was mm-hmm. like, I kind of liked it. But he doesn't like, I guess he doesn't like lick his lips and go, oh, yeah, blood. And they never explicitly say it at all in the movie. Um, and then it's on a, I think this is like a subtext that you would never, no, ever no. be able to draw from. So, like him saying that now, I think is some no, real that, retroactive that, no, stuff. No, 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 RJ, that was in 1971 when the movie, they were making the movie. Like, oh, that, that's when he, yeah. yeah, but he, okay, so even so, not retroactive. But I think this is something where it's like, it's it's one of those things where it's like, uh, it's one of the, like, you know, show, don't tell, but it's like, there's no like actual telling thing. Yeah. There's nothing you could show or tell from that. It might be, I read it the in, same as you. It, it might be clearer in the novel where it, it says, and he liked it or something yeah. like that. Like there's like a, like an actual line. Yeah. Just a, an actual line. And because... then Peck and Paul being, I think a pretty good filmmaker, he's just like, nah, no, I'm not going to go that route. That's way, yeah. that, that gives you too much info. Yeah. I read it the one way, Jared. Yep. And, uh, speaking for, uh, myself and for your father, uh, your father killed an animal once. I have killed countless souls, and uh, I read it as he felt bad, and I find that is better because I think that even I think it even makes his turn at the end even more impactful. Yeah. So that's how I read it, and uh, you know what, Dustin Hoffman, why don't you go fuck yourself? This weird shit that you're uh, like layering into. Maybe your he thing. read. The, well, maybe he because he actually read. Maybe the screen, he read the Maybe book. He, he read the screenplay. <laughs> I didn't know that this was a book until uh, after I watched the movie, and then I was like, "Oh, it's too late now." No. So this the, the rape shit happens, and then Susan George, oh, sure. she just, she's holding it in like many of victims. She just doesn't go. She doesn't go to authorities. She doesn't even tell her husband about it. She's just going to get over it and deal with it herself. And mm-hmm. um, they go to the the community dance hall, like. Soon after, uh, David's just kind of complaining about these these guys and like they're assholes that left her, left him out there. They're real jerks. Who are these people? Kind of blaming her. It's like, mm-hmm. why are you laying in bed? <laughs> so, <laughs> so she's just like, yep, yep, yep. They go to the party. We start getting some of that uh, that editing of her like having that PTSD flashbacks as things are happening, and she just can't get it out of her head, which is just the way it would be. And it's just like you. It's overwhelming, and she wants to get past it. And um, this is where we get. And that's like so. The first hour of this movie, I think, is a very solid first half of the movie, and then yeah. it builds up to that that rape scene, and then you're like, okay, well, what happens next? And then the second half all takes place over the course of one evening, where they go to this hall. David Warner's character, he is uh, he's he's seduced by the the minor Ooh. woman who they they go off somewhere nice and quiet down an alley, and uh, of course Uncle Tom gets wind with it with him and his boys because Charlie's his nephew. 
And they hear they've kind of left. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's some activity. David Warner's like, oh God, oh, be quiet. And then with his, we'll say, retard strength, in quotes, uh, he, he, excuse he, he, me? Kill, he kills her. He kills her dead. And he's like, oh okay. dear. And he leaves her. And he starts running off into the into the mists. David and Amy are returning home because Amy is not feeling it. And uh, on their drive home, they drive into David Warner. And they're like, oh, God, oh, geez. Well, get, load him into the car. We'll call the ambulance. We'll get the doctor. So they go up to the cottage. Uh, there's a, a an angry mob that's assembling back in the village. And then um, David calls the bar where the, the mob is kind of grouping up. And the word is of what, where uh, Mr. Uh, monster pedophile is. And the, the, the what? Sorry. The, the monster pedophile. Okay. They all get together and they head on. They're like, give him over to us. And David's like, no. That's like, no, he's an injured man. I don't care what you have to say. Well, you should get the authorities mm-hmm. involved in all this. And then we'll, we'll have it sorted then. And, um, Things begin to escalate, and uh, soon. So the the major, like the local, I guess sheriff, will just say, he kind of comes in. He's like, "What's all this then?" And uh, he's like, "All right, you've all had enough to drink. Come on now, give me the shotgun." And uh, there's a bit of a struggle over that shotgun, and then the major is blown through with a shotgun blast. And through a struggle, correct? A struggle, yes. Not intentional, no. No, not absolutely. Okay, good. A- no, absolutely. Good. It is accidental and like one of those like, oh shit, like an accident. It's an accidental death, but the guy pulled like at the end of the day, you'd be like, well, it's, it's still a kill. It's a, it's a killing. Still killed him. But, uh, and then of course that's when shit gets real crazy. And this is when this movie escalates to the excellent, excellent second half of just fucking madness. It's like everything's kind of a little too close. There's like guys running in out of the mist. It turns into a siege movie. And uh, you have Dustin Hoffman. who's just like, he's like, his hair's getting a little bit more frayed. His glasses are getting kind of broken up. His, his, uh, his little suit that he's wearing, it's taking off the jacket. I'm doing that tie. It's getting blood soaked and uh, mayhem, RJ mayhem. More I, kind. I, bloody, bloody mayhem. Men, people, okay. people's feet getting blown off. Uh, people's heads getting caved in again with fire pokers. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, bear traps. So they called it a man trap in this thing. Yeah, for some it's reason. yeah, it's because it's that big. <laughs> oh, okay, I thought it was like, was that a thing that they used? Uh, like they trapped like, men in? Probably kings did. You know those. I've uh, I've been the, called the, the same, Jarrett. The, the nobles, <laughs> the noblemen, eh? Yeah. So yeah, um, I think this movie is pretty awesome. I I I, okay. uh, I like it quite a bit. It's just like mm-hmm. that. Like I've talked about uh, my like in that green room, this movie kind mm-hmm. of has that same vibe of just like, Oh shit. It kind of, uh, it sucks you right in the, the, I don't know. To me, it's just, um, thinking about it. Everyone's wrong in this movie. There's no mm-hmm. right or wrong. Everyone's fucked. Everyone's like coming out. Like no one has like a complete picture of anything. They're only f- kind of like fueled by their own biases and what they think they know. Like every single character top down is like mm-hmm. flawed. They're not like, but they're acting in their, what they think are their best interests. Maybe not the rapists, but uh, mm-hmm. th- those are just bad dudes. But everyone's like, everything's a mess. David's kind of like, oh, he's on the wrong side of this because he is protecting a man who just 
accidentally killed a woman. And mm-hmm. uh, all these guys think that he's done something to her and they want him. It's basically because they're going to, mur- they're probably just going to murder him potentially. Um, mm-hmm. And then Amy, she's like, she doesn't want anything to do with any of it. <laughs> and she's even willing to like side with like these guys who've raped her because she's like, well, I, she's a local. She's a local. And it's like, well, yeah, no, like she, yeah, everyone's, everyone's wrong. And, uh, yeah, I, I think there's like so much ambiguity and, uh, you, you can't root for any particular person, but I mean, I guess it's like exciting and it kind of puts you into the position of David, who is again, a flawed person and his, uh, his attempts to keep them out of, of his keep. Mm. It's very, very raw movie, RJ. Very, mm. uh, what mind. other words would you use to describe it? Raw dog. Wow. <laughs> <sighs> Baby. Yeah. Sorry, well, Jay. Thank you. Yes. Uh, you had never seen Straw Dogs before. This no, week. I hadn't. So uh, I'm curious. What do you think of uh, Sam Peckinpah's Straw Dogs? Well, Jared, I have, some, I have some thoughts. I have some ideas. And I have some things to say, as you were. Uh, we talked about in the preamble a little bit about Mr. Peckinpah. Uh, the movies I've seen of his, I've liked quite a bit. But I haven't dabbled too much into the shit. So you've seen so, that you've seen Wild Bunch, Cross of Iron, Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia, all the good bangers. Stuff. Yeah, all all, all ride, time bangers. Ride the High Country. Uh, yes, yeah. That, have, I I didn't even realize that was Peck and Paul. Yeah, that's, his, see, that's how that, bad that, I am at see, this. The, yeah, we were talking in the preamble, um, mm-hmm. in our full podcast episodes, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, how I find Peck and Paul really runs hot and cold for me. He either like knocks it out of the ballpark makes amazing movies or he makes major Dundee or uh, deadly companions or uh, two movies I have not seen, but I've not heard good things about like convoy or the Osterman weekend, stuff like that. You're like, yeah. or, Oh, there's the one a killer elite with James Caan. Not, not, mm, not that good. Sounds good. No, it's not. <laughs> somehow, good. somehow Sam Peckinpah just does not bring that movie together. Mm. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, I have to say up front, I think Sam Peckinpah is the coolest name. It's a pretty good name. Uh, of any name. Yeah. Uh, so that's awesome. And then also up front, uh, as we also talked about in the preamble, I think rape revenge movies are dumb. Uh, I've never really understood that. Uh, it is the same axe I grind with the animal violence thing where I, I'm like, I feel like they are such cheap ways to manipulate sympathy in people where it's just like oh don't you feel bad that guy just killed that dog or that dude just raped a thousand women he's a bad dude and it's like i wonder if you could have maybe showed that in a different way it's like yeah that's a really easy way to show that people are bad just raping people killing animals whatever having people commit most crimes is an easy way to make somebody a bad It's also an easy way. But uh, I feel like uh, <laughs> people always crank it up to 11 real fast. It's like, how do we show that this guy's bad? Rape. I don't know. Have him, have him rape someone. Have him throw a dog out a fucking window. Like, I don't know. That's what people think, I think, sometimes. So up front, I, I don't like that stuff. Uh, and I knew that this was a rape movie going into it. So I knew a little bit about Straw Dogs. I knew a little bit. My horror itch had me this is one thing that i was like i didn't go into it cold uh that said i think straw dogs is a i think this movie's got layers Jarrett. i think it's got layers on top of layers where it's 
it contains multitudes, as a uh, famous person once said. So as I was watching this, I kind of went up and then I came down and then I went up and I came down because I think it actually achieves some pretty interesting stuff. And here are some examples of that. I think, as you said, the wild hypocrisy of every person in this movie is the point of the movie Mm -hmm. where you have rapist one and he rapes woman. Charlie doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't see it as rape, though. Right. Because he's like he's like, no, I know her. She's into this. He sees it as this romantic thing. And then I mean, like, I think there is a little bit of ambiguity between like her intentions, which I I think that's like one of the controversial points to this movie. And it's like all of like I'm just I'm going to throw that out now. All of her emotions aside doesn't matter because I think the point of that scene is you have the guy who doesn't think he's raping someone, but he does. And then he has rapist number two come in. And he See, helps so this is rape. the weird thing, right? I just want to throw out there about like rapists never really I don't know if they think that they're ever raping anybody. No, yeah, okay. So that's yeah, <laughs> that, that's a good point. Yeah. So and that's what I mean, where I think this movie's got some layers, right? Where it's like rapist one, he doesn't see it as a bad thing. He's like, Okay, I think she liked it. I think I did a good thing. Rapist <sighs> two comes in. Yeah. It, I don't it's weird. Yeah, I, I know. Rapist two comes in and he rapes her, and then rapist one obviously isn't into it anymore. He's like, oh, well, I don't like when this guy rapes her. Well, because it's almost like he's being held at gunpoint. Yeah, and at, he's being to, held To at... help out. And you're like, oh. And then he goes along with it. But then after it's all said and done, they're they're back to hanging out. They're, they're palling Which around. I actually think is like a more common reaction to things like that than anything else. Because a lot of time people are like, don't know what to do. And then they just keep doing what they do because it's easier that way right so anyways my point was rapist one he doesn't really see it as rape i'm sure rapist two doesn't either but then rapist two comes and rapist one is like oh this is weird and then he's like not sure about it so you have that little contrast where a guy who just raped a girl is like oh i don't like when this guy rapes other people (laughs) so it's like there's your one like kind of loop into itself you're like okay there's one good example of how this movie has layers and then it comes up again when they're like hey let's go get that jared duncan quote unquote retard they're like let's go get that guy because we know he fucking killed that girl well, no, they, like, but they don't even know that they, she's no no dead. I, and i know yeah. i know they don't even know because they're like they're just like well where is she and they're like well yeah. we don't know and they're like that fucking he's, guy did he's it fiddling her He's, whatever he's a bad it was, dude. We gotta shut whatever him down. it was, he did it. We just know he did. So there's that part of it too, where it's like these guys who are out there raping people, they're just like, we know, we just know with absolute certainty that that guy did it. And this is one of the things that I'm not actually sure on. I don't know if it would have, I don't know if I like that the dude actually killed her by accident. Yep. Or if it would have been better if he didn't. I'm not sure about that. I've been thinking about that all week. Doesn't matter. But I think that's I, the I think it's better that he accidentally killed her. That he accident. Okay. Yeah. And then it like that that's one of those things. It's like I'm not sure. I'm I go both ways. It makes on that. it more messed up. It does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. Because he didn't mean um, to. <laughs> and it's did, like, oh yeah. He, he didn't mean to. And I like it does have that scene later where he's attacking the wife. Yes. And Dustin Hoffman comes in and just slaps him. He's like, oh. hey. Cut that shit out. No, Obo, oh, no. <laughs> no. It's mm-hmm. like, he's like, yeah, I'm not sure what his, like, 
capabilities are supposed to be <laughs> because it's like because he's like he's got some sort of like not very clear. he's got some sort of palsy going on he seems like he's not he's like you know that hodor ish but not quite he's got a little bit more uh vocal range than hodor but uh yeah, yeah. so you you have that but we all know that point, guy you know they're all around we all know a Jarrett. we all know one so like we're i think my point was you have all these people with all of these multitudes where it's like, we do this, but we expect that. And it's like, that's where I think that this movie is super uh, complex and layered and actually really smart and that they're working on these things. And I could see how those things get a little bit misinterpreted at times. Um just scanning people's reviews. Uh, so like <laughs> after I, uh, I, this is like a new common thing now and I don't mean to bring it up a lot, but, uh, I was reading Mr. Roger Ebert's review oh, yeah. that I just pulled up now, uh, because I was like, Oh, I wonder what Ebert thought of this while you were talking about it. And I was scanning his review. He wasn't a fan of it. Nope. The first half of his, his review, he's just talking about the wild bunch and whatever. That's fine. He liked that uh, wild bunch. He did quite a bit, but, uh, he ends on a thing here like in, in his review about how the movie itself is uh, hypocritical of itself where it's just like, well, he doesn't like the violence. He's like, this movie is like a joke of itself, basically. And it's like, I was reading this. I was like, I don't know if you understand what he was going yeah, for. See that? He, even, he even says like okay. he talks about Peckinpah and he says. Uh, his work involves theory on the interiors of stars, but never mind. For Peckinpah's purpose, he is an, an intellectual. Like he's talking about Dustin Hoffman, but I think he's also talking about Peckinpah about being an intellectual. And he's talking about in the first scene, children are torturing a dog. Uh, did I watch a different movie? I didn't see any people torturing a fucking no. dog. No, like it's like in Wild Bunch, there's like the kids that are like killing the scorpion. Like they're, yeah. like they're like cornering it and like setting it on fire. And that's like a, actually a really interesting thing that emerges in like these uh, Peck and Paul movies is kids. The, the mm-hmm. use of children and like kind of their innocence in these adult settings. Cause it's always like people always like, especially nowadays, like when you watch like the remake of this or like most movies, they do not have children anywhere near any action. Like, unless it's just like, mm-hmm. oh no, this kid might get run over by a car quick. And then, no, no, that's like, not like this where it's like, no, here's like adult things that are horrible and like kids are just around and they're seeing it. And like Peckinpah does that a lot. Like almost all his mm-hmm. movies like that I've watched in the last week, there was like these little scenes where you're like groups of groups of kids. It's not just like one. It's like, no, five kids are all hanging out and they're all like mm-hmm. living in their own little like peanuts life. And, uh, and I'm like, I don't know if people have talked about that enough or maybe they have, and I just need to read more, but maybe you do need to read more. Yeah. Uh, no, anyways, I just wanted to bring it up because I feel like, uh, I feel like old Raj missed the point a oh, little bit com- because he like he he says he's like the most offensive thing about this movie is it's a hypocrisy because it endorses violence well, 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 and it's like well that, that's, but that's good though then because could, could then, be your read then, then yeah. like I said top down this movie's hypocritical because it like is but about like point, how it's about right? awesome violence <laughs> like how cool violence is to watch yeah. and like the satisfaction I guess of like. But you don't even, I don't know. I don't even feel like totally satisfied with these guys because you're like, they're just getting like picked off one by one. The, I mean, men trapped to the head. I mean, mm-hmm. 
I mean, satisfaction. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it's uh, like Char- Charlie sucked. That other guy, yeah, he like, sucks. The, everyone, the rapist they got suck. killed. Everyone, like, other than I guess, like the poor, poor David Warner. He's like, I don't know how to get home, and he's like, and then Dustin Hoffman, I don't know either, and that's the <laughs> end. That's the end of the movie. I also don't know how to get home. Uh, every, everything's fucked. And Everything like, is fucked. Yeah, it's every life is ambiguous. Ambigu- has an ambiguity. Ambiguous. To it. Yes, I agree. And like that's all that's all I kind of meant by that whereas like I think that the the movie very delicately has these like these points to it, like what it's trying to say and it shows it multiple times with different characters and in different ways. So it actually has like a lot of development between like where what he's trying to say and stuff like that. And I think it sums up the movie as a whole. So it's like these comments on like masculinity violence like rape all, all that. <laughs> with the commentary on that one <laughs> the commentary on that one so i think it yeah. actually does like a lot of that stuff like is real well so i think straw dogs is a complex movie i don't like uh i never said like i i like straw dogs i don't know if i really like it or if i'm like just soft on it but i definitely concede the merit of it where it's just like yeah i think this movie has got like a lot of shit to it and i think it's a lot of stuff that could be easily overlooked especially by old roger ebert where it's just like ah it's like i i never read ebert reviews other than the last three weeks where it's like i just googled whatever movie we were watching like straw dogs or i am curious and like the second result was like roger ebert well, and like, it was like a low rating so i was like okay well, that, i was like i'll check like that out the first these movies are like well like i'm curious and straw dogs these are all like in the first five years of him being a professional film writer mm. um like he had just he just i think his first started stuff came out for in Chicago 1967. And then, so yeah, I mean, that's, I'm curious. And then, I mean, while Bunchy was around for when that movie came out and saw it like in real time. And then 1971, like when you read the Wikipedia, it mentions that like 1971 was like kind of the year that was like clockwork orange. And like the year, maybe movies were getting a little too, too hard for uh, audiences, which like now we live in a totally different era where like, you know, uh, 50 years later, we're like, violent schmilance like we've seen mm-hmm. shit like this it's on tv like it's everywhere and um it's it's different you, you watch it differently but it's like yeah there's still <laughs> like there are like things you still like it's difficult to depict them like rape and it's like there's still people mm-hmm. who watch this movie and they have a like really strong or they say they have a really strong reaction to it or they're like this is mis- vile misogynistic like violent pornography and I'm like, hmm, well, I mean, I guess some people feel that way. Sure. Or, or they're this anti-straw dogs and anti-anything that this movie could be dealing with at all. But then they'll they'll find a spot in their heart for something else that, like, probably deals with the same things. But they just mm-hmm. do – or or we just can't see what people are offended by because yep. we got our blinkers on. Yeah, definitely. And, like, that's – that's um that's what I thought too. Like, and that's what I mean where it's like, there are these superficial things that I think you can pull from it and you can read, like you can take a read on it. But my biggest compliment to this movie is that I think it's got a lot going on and it's like, I don't, I think I, I gave you my read on it and I'm sure there's other ways to interpret that too. But like I was reading or I was watching it. I was like, I think there's, there's a lot to this thing. And, uh, I think it could be easy to, 
misinterpret it or might not even misinterpret it. You could just watch it and be like, man, this thing's like got it all wrong. And then uh, that might be a fine reaction too. I don't know. I don't know what the old Peck and Paul was trying to do. I didn't watch his documentary or his interview about uh, his movie. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe he doesn't know either. Maybe he's got the David Lynch pro- approach where it's like, what do your movies mean? It's like, I don't fucking know. It's like, I just do stuff that I think is cool. <laughs> cool. Well, he's talking, that's, I think that's his, what like, he said. one of his poll quotes that people really focus on is about violence. My films are mm. about violence and putting people into these situations. But it's like often, like, he depicted violence in a really uh, cinematic, cinematic way in a way that's like, has a, a poetry RJ. Like when those, 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 mm. the, his use Does of slow, rhyme? his slow motions, his, uh, use of that, uh, and showing that he like his, uh, refining of, uh, exit wounds in, with squibs and the mm-hmm. meatiness and like reality of people getting killed. He has a lot more presence to it. than like, you think about the movies that were coming out, um, earlier in the show we were talking about, like Justin Peterson was asking about, like crime noir and film noir mm-hmm. and like those types of movies. And I was like, yeah, I mean like for the most part, I give those movies like even like really great ones, like, you know, four stars. Cause like this movies like, are so, like for the most part, the stylization of them from mm-hmm. reality is like so much. We are like, Oh, you know, you're watching a movie. You never totally immersed in like it as a f- place. Cause it's, it doesn't feel contemporary, but you watch yeah. even like you watch, you know, uh, Sam Peckinpah's wild bunch, which is like, turn of the century oh, turn of the century western in mexico where i'm like oh i've never been to mexico and i'm not a cowboy but like you, it feels like you're there or it feels like a lived in experience and so the violence feels that much more visceral and the depiction of it the way he shoots it mm-hmm. and lingers on it and uh, it feels like terrifying uh as well as exciting because you're like man this is some good filmmaking just like a john woo movie is yeah i'm people say i'm kind of like a john woo movie um, you know what is also <laughs> terrible? What's that? The remake. This movie was remade, RJ. Yeah, I know. I watched this remake. It was available for me on Amazon as, Prime. As, as that's how I watched it. Forty yep. years later, we got Straw Dogs, 2011, written and directed by Rod Lurie, the man behind mm-hmm. The Last Castle. Absolutely. Tagline for this. Everyone has a breaking point. Do they? L.A. screenwriter David Sumner relocates with his wife Amy to her hometown in the Deep South. <laughs> there, while tensions build between them, a brewing conflict with locals becomes a threat to them both. So, mm. this movie kicks off with a CGI deer. <laughs> and I'm just like, ah, mm-hmm. I, I'm in good hands because... Uh, God knows we couldn't like even get a deer just to like shoot it. No, like not to like literally shoot it with a rifle, but to like no, just film, film it for like two film seconds. A deer. Yeah, but that's like I think like so this movie's like already like like a Wolverine type of experience. We're like ah, let's go get yeah. that CGI bear for no reason. Um, so but then like, what happened? But then we get uh, and actually this is a callback to uh, the original film which has like an amazing title card the of like the Straw Dogs the 1971 mm-hmm. like the font they use it's so cold on that white kind of background it's like whoa this movie's like gonna be a real deal type of deal in Straw Dogs 2011 it's just comically bad it's just this mm-hmm. red text with like like this menacing music that, that tells you exactly how you're supposed to feel dun, dun. Straw Dogs 
because you've never seen the original because you're an idiot. So now we're going to give you one that you want to watch because it's got stars like James mm. Marsden. Cyclops himself? Cyclops himself. Whoa. Um, so I'm, wa- I'm watching this movie cold. And, uh, of course, in the update, David is now not a mathematician because what's that? No, mm. he is a screenwriter doing God's work on this earth, writing. I think that's the worst thing. It's, oh, it's so bad. It's like that is the most screenwriter move of all, making your lead mm-hmm. character a screenwriter. It's like uh, being an author of like some of the world's most renowned horror books and then making your character a every writer. character a writer. I'm a novelist. I'm a novelist. Oh, it's all I know how to do. Mm. <laughs> Uh, my some notes here. Apparently, in 2011, Debit eludes the South because of, there's a bit what? where uh, James Marsden's character goes to pay his bill oh, at the bar. Cash only. Cash only. You know that thing that poor people use to pay for things. <laughs> the waitress says this because that's how waitresses talk. Um, in, in fucking shit it, movies. I find it strange because it's like I think cash is like a rich person thing. Because no, like I, very few people carry cash anymore, Jared. Well, I don't know. Like maybe deep down here in the deep south, they don't mm-hmm. got those fancy machines. It's all dab. It's all cash. It's like mm. no, in 2011. No, I, 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 I seriously, I mean, they should have. But, a debit. but they got that in there just to be like, oh, you're not, in, you're not on the east coast yeah. anymore, viewer. You're, this is this is a total exploitation movie. Um. I wrote a note here, lol, a dog. <laughs> Which will, oh, the, yeah. I got you. Of course there's a dog. Sure. Why wouldn't there be? Yeah. Was the dog James Woods? No, that is then, oh, James Woods is in this. Uh, James, Playing James, himself. Well, his his Twitter persona anyway. He's really embraced. Sure. Yeah, he's playing Uncle Tom. And he, it's just like he it's all this movie's going through the motions, but it's trying to like explain things. Uh instead of like kind of the dreary grayness of England, we get this like the beautiful, like lush south. And I'm like, oh, the bog trotting cornwall is just like it adds more to like the crappiness of like, oh, everything about this movie feels off. When you're in the south, you're like, Oh, look, look how great it looks. Come on down. Look at these vistas. What kind of vistas you working with over there, Jared? Oh, the sun breaking through these like, kind of these marshes and like oh, Ooh. very very nice time of day. Very vista y. Vista y. Uh, I got a note here about James Marsden is a real asshole, huh? Like his character is like not doesn't have any of the kind of anxiousness or apprehension that Dustin Hoffman brings. He's just like. Uh, I'm just a guy. Just a real piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I'm such a dude. I'm like, I don't understand anything going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, they they take away his agency immediately because instead of how like Dustin's character buys the bear trap himself and is bringing mm-hmm. it in as like this antique thing, no, no, no. It's just like it comes with the house because you're like, well, of course yeah. it makes more sense. In the context so of the story, to be, there. to be just there, because I mean, why would a contemporary screenwriter have any interest in this kind of thing? But of course, it's like, well, because it had some character, like just like this novel little. Oh, that is a weird thing for a person to do, but it's something a person would do rather than I'm just walking into this with my hands and my laptop, and I'm ready to write my story about Stalingrad. 
yeah. I, I honestly, I was watching that and I was just like, why the fuck did they do that? I was um, like, just make him a mathematician. Well, well, you said oh, why, but like. Oh, but, but then, of course, uh, we get the scene where like he does like the workout thing with the jump rope and he's like, I counted in binary. Uh, You're like, what, why is he still saying that? He's a fucking screenwriter now. Why, why does he know about... Why would he know why, that? Why does he know binary? It's like, it made sense because it's like, at least because he's a mathematician, but now it's like, we'll just keep that line in because that's the only way I can explain why he he, he jump roped so fast. But you're like, yeah, yeah, because that was like a clever scene. Now you're just re- redoing it, but it makes no sense now because that's what remakes do. Um, so this yep. house, considering it was apparently hit by a hurricane, perhaps Hurricane Katrina, probably. <gasps> oh, uh, It's an immaculate shape. It's amazing. And there's nothing wrong with that Fucking house. Nothing wrong with that house. The barn, yeah, it's like, oh, some some of it's come off. You gotta fix it. It's not gonna cost that much. It's not gonna take that long. Um But then what do they do? Oh well, they take they they go half speed. Um I got a note to myself mm-hmm. uh here. Take your stink feet off the ding diner table and stop distracting me, bitch. Yeah, because there's a scene where uh, Amy's character just plops uh-huh. her fucking toes and fucking like, hey, aren't I being sexy? He's like, no, no, go like fuck off. Like, hey, was that line in Once Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood? Uh, it should have been. Take your stink feet off of the uh, cedar feet. You're fucking uh, fucking gross. Just fucking fuck, gross. Fuck, fuck off with that shit. But I know you would, you would, that's a real Jared Duncan thing. You hate feet, right? Just cut them all off. <laughs> just down with feet. Yeah, d- down on the ground. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. but okay. that's it though. So, okay. So, the, the rapist, the rape squad in this. Oh, yeah. Th- these guys are way too nice. Who's be- sexy at, Alexander Skarsgård? At the beginning of this movie, mm-hmm. just like they're taking some things for granted because they don't have like their boundaries are like, well, they're in their their neck of the woods. They're like, oh, yeah, I'll go to school, grab a beer because that's what you do. Who gives a shit? And you're like, yeah, like these guys are yeah. like fine. Like none of them are like really weird until suddenly the screenplay decides, oh, yeah, now they're fucking weirdos. Right. Yeah, they're, they got they got designs on your wife. Some people don't know they're rapists until whereas, they rape people. Whereas the unpleasant Cornish men, they're just like horrible. Like they're just assholes and louts and like they're yeah. they're they immediately are pricks. It takes like and it's like oh so these guys are way too nice to kick things off. It just doesn't make sense. Sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's my note about keeping the line about binary numbers. Uh, comment how James Marsden in general as an actor, he never really worked out. He never, he's, he, he's, like, he hasn't panned he, out the way that uh, I'm sure that he thought he would. Well, I don't even know if, like, just the amount that was given to him, like, oh. Cyclops and, like, all these other roles, it's like, I feel like Hollywood was really banking on him, but it, like you said, it didn't really pan out, so it was like, why, why did everyone think James Marsden was, was gonna be like that, or is that just weird Brian Singer being like, ooh, this guy is sexy? Oh. <laughs> Because, well, I mean, Brian's allegedly, right? Brian Singer is <laughs> allegedly, allegedly a weird dude, isn't he? Something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, Marsden, what a non-actor. What a non-actor. Oh, yeah, there's like a line, too, sure. where like I think it's like uh, James Wood's like, who's the, who's the cream puff? And I'm like, do you see that guy? That guy's fucking built. Like, that guy works out all the time. But even though we never see him, like, lift a weight, that guy's like incredible shape because he's a fucking Hollywood actor yeah. with a personal I, I trainer. Do- I get it. People people say that about me too. They're like, "Man, you are in incredible shape. But what real, do you do?" And what, I'm like, what, "I'm what, just what, a Hollywood what, actor." What's this? What's this uh, cream puff about? 
of course, because he looks. What's he, up oh, with this, look, uh, he's dressed. Puff. It's like everyone in this movie is like pretty. Like James Woods, like he's immaculately dressed. Like he's like got like costume. He's got clothes that come right off of a rack. <sighs> is and this then, the one where they're like, "What's up with your shoes?" Yeah. Well, yeah. Because like, that's just how you wear them. Sam Peckinpah. There's a bit where they look at his shoes because like he's wearing tennis runners, and you're like, everyone in that town wears fucking boots, boots. like mud boots, because it's like, yeah, it's damp and shitty here. This one, they're like, how do we, how do we get that same thing across? It's like by take saying the it laces out, loud. out Take the laces out of his sneakers and make someone t- t- comment on it. Be like, hey, what's up with your shoes, bud? We got a, a complete waste of Walt Goggins. Just bullshit. Oh, in like five seconds of film. I'm, I'm, I'm Dominic Purcell's brother. <laughs> That's Dominic it. Purcell too. I mean, like, what's he even doing in this? He, he's getting to play the, the, the oaf. The, and, the the gentle giant, and then in a completely unnecessary scene where he has bones sticking out of his arm, it's like, why did you include that? That's not necessary. Ah, you know what though? It's it's I guess it like adds a little bit more of like, oh, he's messed up rather than oh, he might have a broken rib because <laughs> you don't want to show anything else. Well, I thought in the other one it was kind of just yeah. like he's like, I don't know where I am. It's like, oh, this dude's fucked up. His brain got fried. Yeah, he's well, they got, he doesn't know anything anyway. Like, yeah, he's because he's simpleton. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's a, hard a, a half hour into this remake. Sure. All of a sudden, those dudes start getting weird and like, hey, yeah, look mm-hmm. at that. Hey, would you rather? What would you like to do with that, huh? And then, RJ, rather do. we get yes. Straw Dogs Explained. The title of the movie is Explained <laughs> by James Marsden. Well, why would he do that, Jerry? Mm-hmm. Oh, and another all caps note. This movie can't even show tits. That's like, true. Because Susan George, you know, there's okay. a scene where she goes up to the window and she's just like, yeah, look at me. There it goes. And this is like a big presentation of like, hey, boys, I'm going to take my shirt off while staring at you. But then like cut away from it. And you're like, um, okay. Yeah, it's weird in this one because it's so intentional yes. from from the character. But, and it's just but, like okay. in the other one, it wasn't intentional. And I feel like that plays better. Yes, yeah, and there yeah. it's kind of like she's doing it too, but like not in this, like it doesn't like have these framing of her like I'm looking, I'm taking back the dominance by staring at you, by showing you yeah. my tits. And you're like in this, she's just like, oh, do you happen to see them? I'm going to leave the bathroom door open while I go have a fucking shower. Like it's just like done. And there's no like reactions and cut back and forth. It's just crap filmmaking. Just like every every movie nowadays. This, this is the problem well, with kids these days, RJ. Yeah. I just imagine that Kate uh, Lois Lane, Kate Bosworth, didn't want to have nudity. Oh. Did you know Kate Bosworth and James Marsden were in Superman Returns together? Oh. Is that a thing? Really? Yes, they were. I don't remember that movie at all. Also in that movie, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Good friend your of close, Brian Singer. Your close personal friend. Uh, I'd like to point out that Roger Ebert likes this movie more than the original. Pretty out- outrageous. Yeah. Uh, we got talk about play and pray. Is that a thing, RJ? Play and pray? Yeah. Pray and play? Yeah, the, the big the, uh, the, the, the pre-game prayer session. I mean, maybe in some weird Christ- Christian religion. Not yeah, in, down, down not in, south. Not in the one true religion, Catholicism. 
I've never heard yeah, of such they, well, a they, thing. They, well, they, these people hate you too, so that's fine. Well, fuck them. I mean, oh, it's... And, then, and then RJ, we get a double down on the God shit in this thing where suddenly you're like, you know, James Martin's like, yeah, I'm not really into the God thing. And the guy's like, what do you mean you're not into the God thing? That's one mm-hmm. thing to say, but that pre- he put a lot of time and you're like, why, why does he fucking care all of a sudden? You're like, aren't these, don't these people just like ignore these people? Like, well, they're rapists, Jared. Well, they're, he's like, I've got, again, shouldn't you, uh, thou shall not covet thy neighbor's wife what if she covets me and it's like uh then, that, then, i, I what, found that what, problematic what then you're like whoa see but that's, that's that's the rapist though they think you're into me still and you're like is she, well, is she i found it problematic for james marsden because it's like this guy's got no spine that's like the whole point and this is it's like thing. he would never say that God, well yeah but, it's, but he's a screenwriter so he thinks like a screenwriter a shitty hollywood screenwriter mm-hmm Yes, very, uh, very on the nose and, type and of stuff. That's eh? what pushes things over the line. All of a sudden, it's like you don't believe in God, you motherfucker. We gonna get you. Yeah. So now we got some talk of redneck wisdom, and uh, and then what? and then we get the, we get the handling of the dead cat scene, uh, which to me is like played so bad. <laughs> like I, I think I was messaging you. I was like, you know what, RJ. This kind of reminds me of Hereditary all of a sudden, where I'm like, yep. is this supposed to be, like, is, is this spooky? Funny? Is this, like, a, like it seems like James Martin, like, James Martin seems like he's smiling through his lines. Like, I was just like, what is going on? And then, like, or you have to, and they're going through the motions at this point. Hey, you have to call those guys out and tell them that they killed your cat. They're sending you a message that they can get into your bedroom. And you're like, oh, that's What a weird. message, eh? Yeah, what a message. And then, um... We get like blatant attention to like the cat bowl because now we have like a thing with the cat's name on it. Here, and her going, kitty, you're kitty, 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 kitty. And you're like, oh, uh, wow, this movie didn't need that at all. But I guess we have to make it so she's an idiot. Everyone's an idiot. And rather than hypocrites, they're all idiots. Yep. Um, and then we get a note here mm-hmm. from me, Silent Hill Deer. Where like we got uh, James Marsden in, 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 the, in the spooky, foggy forest because he gets invited out to hunt, and then we get a, a CGI deer run by him rapidly. He's like, oh, and then some gunshots were, oh man, I didn't know you were out there. And then Is we he get Hank Hill, and then we oh, 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 oh. oh Bobby, then we I get, didn't know you were out here. Then we get CGI deer being shot. Uh, intercut with rape yep. ejaculation <laughs> it's like ah well i mean is that not how you do it and then this movie is garbage uh um, yep and then oh we had uh the record player instead of charlie being put to rifle point like we had a record mm-hmm. skip and you're like oh wow that completely changes the dynamic of this because now charlie's like well yeah that was always part of the plan take things over other rapist uh and then of course like while um amy's being taken from behind we have james marsden uh. stroking the dead deer body to the uh, in juxtaposition to rapist caress what a classy remake this film is it's just oh it's classy jared <laughs> hey which rapist do you identify more with <laughs> the rj you don't oh still deer. yeah okay and then of course uh instead of like how dustin hoffman just fires the guys in a huff we get like James Marsden, who's still annoyingly polite to the cat killing rapists. Like, yes. Um. Well, I mean, you guys are gonna have to leave. Yeah. Yeah. I'll pay you whatever. Well, it's, that's five thousand dollars. That's cash. And he's like, oh, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> it's like, ugh. You didn't. Yeah. Even, you I know? like Dustin Hoffman's passive approach better, where he's just like, I, d- I deducted the time that you wasted. Yeah. He, he's like very. I was in, watching. Yeah, he's annoyed rather than like, uh, hey guys, yeah. uh, I'm just gonna like 
I got to fire you, but it's oh, it's just crap. Um, but the whole thing, this whole thing, if you're not picking up when I'm laying down, is crap. So instead of the community social, we get a football game. I mean, that's sure. like it makes sense in a world where screenwriters do all football. your research watching Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. So, someone's like, oh, someone set me up with my DVD season one. Now I'm like, now I know. I understand the South. I understand football. Uh, Dominic is no David Warner. Nah. Uh, I mean, he's okay. Yeah, um, you know, here, this movie fucking sucks. This, what a way to celebrate the 40th anniversary. The score done by one Larry Grope. Okay. <laughs> uh, because, you know what this movie needed? What's that? During the siege, which, like, yeah. you know, in the original, there's no music other than mm-hmm. the, the uh, diegetic music that uh, he gets put on on the record. No, it's got a score. Because you need a score. You need, movies need scores. Otherwise, people are, will be confused and think for themselves. Uh, sure. Oh, wait. And then we get Black Sheriff, who you're like, oh, boy. And, like, you know, instead of, like, the scuffle where someone's, like, accidentally shot. No. He is, like, just full-on murder from behind by racist Uncle Tom James Woods. Be- yep. Yeah. Just, like, full-on. You're like, okay, there goes the ambiguity. Yep. There goes, like, oh, shit. That was, like, the final straw. It's like, no, this guy's just totally murdered that guy. Did you Who's like the final straw dog? The final straw dog of like the, the black sheriff who's stupid enough oh. to trust the dumb white crackers. They're like, see, he should have known better. Just like being a woman. He should have known better. Don't don't, known be, better. don't be showing your titties. Uh, I have to interject for a second when we were just talking about the straw dog business. Uh, I forgot to mention I was looking on IMDb at the pictures because I was trying to find a picture for the Instagram because uh, the video I was watching wasn't great quality. doesn't matter. But uh, I I stumbled upon what might be the worst <laughs> posters for this movie I or for a movie I've almost ever seen. These are almost as bad as the Awakenings DV, uh, Blu-ray cover that I put out a long time ago. They're so literal. Where like I don't know if you've seen like the German poster and is the there, Japanese. What, is, it's is a there... literal straw dog. Oh! It's a dog <laughs> made out of straw, like biting at like Dustin Hoffman, and almost all of them have actual tits. Like it's nude. It's nude breasts. And then a straw dog. And it's like, wh- like I, I, I screen capped like six of them. I'll put them on Instagram tomorrow. I was just like, what is this? I was like, who, like, who did the artwork for this? How come you did anything other than what the actual poster is? Because that's just perfect. You don't have to do anything else. So my final note here is uh, I got a, a good laugh out of uh, Dominic Purcell's uh, his head padding and going, Oh, <laughs> I wish everyone could see what I see. Uh, I'm like, of course, because that's, per- that's that is acting, and then everything like ties up. Everyone gets fucking dead except for our heroes, and everyone saves the day. And then, but then like the barn's burning, and then we get James Marsden standing in front of the flames, and we get the credits roll over, and yep. just it's a good it's a good way this doing a compare and contrast to show hey. Sam Peckinpah, what a great filmmaker. What a good guy. Yeah. And uh, this uh, Rod Lurie, get out of mm-hmm. here, buddy. But, I mean, but his yeah. filmography demonstrates that quite well. He, he it was, definitely does. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason why no one's like talking about Rod Lurie. Mm-hmm. He got a paycheck, I guess. So good on him. Sure. Why not? You got any uh, thoughts you want to add to The Straw Dogs 2011? No, I think I mean we pretty much did what we needed to do. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, that movie sucks. <laughs> it's bad, real bad. Not much um, to say. 
Uh, want to hear about who hates the original Straw Dogs, though? Uh, I mean, I, I could guess, but yeah, yeah go uh, ahead. It's, it's going to be a lot of the same thing. Yeah. Cobra uh, Goctus? Sure. Why, why not? Goctus? Sure. Half a star. This is just from a few days ago, too. Oh, shit. A woman is suffering from rape, sexual and psychological harassment, humiliation over and over just because of her coward-ass husband. Hmm. See, that's lame. The balance I don't of think his, it, I the, don't think she got raped because of him. The balance of his rights and wrongs is such a nonsense. If this film hadn't emphasized David Sumner as the hero of the movie, I could like this movie because I especially like movies which show us bad things in detail and in a realistic way to teach us what wrong is. You gotta teach us who you gotta teach you gotta teach us. That's what movies okay. are for, I guess. I love that kind of ironies. I turned mad when he walked away happy. <laughs> oh, did you or did did you? Friend of the show from uh Manesia? There you go. Where's Manesia? Gotta pick on the English a little bit, sorry. Yeah, so um Kubra has taste. Hmm. Uh, they might be a fan of this podcast. They just gave 400 blows, five stars, which I don't really endorse. Maybe they'll be a future fan. And then they'll hear us. Talking about them in detail, they gave Raw five stars, which I also don't endorse. But their only half-star reviews are Straw Dogs and Scott Pilgrim, which Scott Pilgrim's (laughs) getting picked on a lot lately. And I don't, as I've said, I don't care for the filmmaker, but I think that movie is ace. The Sociologist's Dojo. That's too complicated. Half, That's, uh, half a star. Uh, this oh. movie is trash. The climax of the film is the only thing that has potential to be interesting. And in order to get through it, you have to sit through 90 minutes of misogyny, the presentation of toxic masculinity as nobility, what? Like, what? and Gosh. other painful sexist tropes. Then, once the climactic scene begins, it is not even that interesting. Dustin Hoffman's character is a beta male sexist that begins to revel in the brutality inflicts, even if the final line does shed some doubt on it. While I respect a more feminist reading of the film, which I read in one review, I do not share its sentiments. This movie Mm -hmm. is garbage and should not be part of the Criterion Collection. (laughs) I always find that comment so weird where people are like, this shouldn't be in the Criterion. It's like, hey, you know, the Criterion is a made up thing, right? It's like, this isn't yeah, like, it's not, there's no, it doesn't like, matter. It's not the Academy or anything like that. It's just like, uh, yeah. hey, this was a way to market shit to you, fucking rubes. Even the Academy, it's like, that is also just this made up thing. It the doesn't sal- the sal- matter. You've got to go to the, you have the Academy and then you have your work presented at the Salon. And uh, then people marvel at your work. The critics stand around and pontificate. And just, pants. <sighs> Pan so, says this person's bio says the blog fo- the blog so it's not even a real person yeah. the blog focuses on the social analysis of film and popular culture by using the sociological perspective so this person is an undergrad in sociology i am guessing which i think sociology is dumb <laughs> fuck you thank you i have a psych Thanks, degree RJ. Sociology is stupid. And no. all those people in sociology are always like, oh, psychology is stupid. It's like, fuck you. Your thing's made up. Uh, this is a thing I've noticed. I don't care what anyone what? says. I've noticed this in my my pockets of the world. You suck. This person's tastes suck. All their five-star things are what you would expect. Midsummer. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Half-star movies are like, I don't know. 
Wolf of Wall Street for some reason. Gone Girl for some reason. They're all, Frozen for some reason. They're, like, they're all misogynistic, I guess. Even Frozen? Yep. All right, whatever. I don't Finally, care. one more, another recent one too, Jamie Britton. This is a movie that's easy to hate. Half a star. Sure. An unpleasant film in search of a point to make about something. What starts as an intriguing exploration of sexual repression ultimately becomes mm-hmm. a rape revenge film with nothing to say but plenty of blood to spill. Trigger warning for the rape scene midway through the film. Thanks. Okay. That notorious rape scene has lost none of its excruciating ham-fistedness and now sits as Good. a real low point in 70 cinema, owing or perhaps inspiring far more to pornography mm-hmm. than cinema itself. Growing up, having heard about this film, but having never seen it, I always assumed that the outrage was one of censorship and moral panic. But watching it today, as Susan George's screams of terror make way for explicit sexual pleasure, being giving way to screams again as a third party enters the scene, it's impossible not to feel revolted. No shit. There's no <laughs> truth or honesty or moral ambiguity of the kind seen in The Wild Bunch. Mm, I no <laughs> no just the I, just the perverse exhortations confused. of men played out for their own amusement. This person's very confused, Jarrett. It's moral an abandoned. Amb- what is the moral ambiguity, ambiguity of the wild- of rape? What is the moral ambiguity of the wild bunch? Like, like it's basically these white guys go down and fuck up shit in Mexico, and it's like it's a total guilty pleasure movie. Like, let's, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I don't know if, if that's it's my my enjoyment well, of it. it's maybe morally ambiguous. Straw Dogs, sure. though, I don't think you can kind of, you can't get on board of the whole movie. Like everyone's horrible and they're all dicks, and that's but it's well made. Yep. So, yeah. well, Jamie Brinton, Jared is TV writer, movie lover like no other. So there you go. Uh, this is an abandoned account. It it seems maybe they just literally watched this movie a month ago. Uh, yeah, but like other than that, they haven't watched anything in a month. Maybe they're too busy writing TV. They have Maybe. one five-star film. It's The Wild Bunch. They have one half-star film. It's Straw Dogs. That's but it, what, yeah. I, what I find interesting is they gave Deliverance four stars. So they're cool with the raping and Deliverance, but not other rape. Hmm. I guess. I don't know, man. Like I feel like the Deliverance in... The, deliver- the rape and deliverance and the rape and straw dogs are equally gross and equally unappealing. So I don't know what the what? where you draw the line on that. You're not into Ned Beatty getting <laughs> butt fucked. What? I'm not into anybody getting uh, what you said. So uh, <laughs> I find it strange that they're like that movie's awesome, but this other one is bad. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I, I don't know. Strange. I don't know. I, I, I guess uh, maybe I didn't go out of my way to find like a good argument about the problems of straw dogs, but I don't think I'll it's agree. Fine. With, I don't think I'll agree with anything that anyone would say about it. I, I'd be probably hard. Huh. I'd be hard to be convinced of it. Yeah, it's fine. I don't. I don't care. It's fine. But hey, straw dogs. Yes. And paw. We did it. We sure did. And we're still standing. Kinda. Like Elton John. What? Huh? No. What? What? Are we still doing this thing? I don't know. Christ. After the break, um, I'm going to give Big RJ a ride Oof. home. <laughs> Man, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know, I don't know either. Where-
winter freezes just like ice And there's a cold and lonely light that shines from you You wind up like the wreck you hide behind that mask you use And did you think this fool could never win? Well look at me, I'm coming back again I got a taste of love in a simple way And if you need to know while I'm still standing You just fade away Don't you know Are you yes. prepared to le- use lethal force on home invaders? I've only ever used lethal force on all invaders. Home, personal space, breath. Fuck them. No touchy. No touch. You can email us at criterioncruise at gmail.com and tell us about touching. What about no touching? Only touching. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barn Loaf. Mm-hmm. We're on YouTube. We're on Patreon. I can hear I can hear the tinkle pocket change in my Ooh, dreams. Give us like 10 cents, baby. Yeah, we got all those promises of great Patreon packages for eating peppers live. I'll do it. Send me money. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, all that shit. Next week, RJ, Spine 183, Robert oh. Bresson's La Dame du Bout de Boulogne <laughs> from 1945, baby. That can't be a real fucking movie. Come on. Say it with me. Ma blanc, des bleus, de blanc, by Robert Bresson. Pa, pa, pa. Baby. See you next week, folks. Who, me or you? them oh i'll tolerate your face one more week and i have to yep good night yeah